Nation. It is another hot draft Monday here on the Fantasy Football FW Live on May 9th. It is Monday. My name is Austin Sear, and I am joined, as always, of course, by Johnny Game Time Hits and Big Travi. Let's bring them in. What's what up, up, what up? There we are. We got the gang all together here. <laughs> we would not be the gang without Whisper Nation. What's going on? Ronald, Freak Stomper, Do It 420, Calvin Brown, Freak Stomper, so good to have you guys in here today for our Dynasty Startup Mock Draft, boys. Yeah. Uh, we are doing our own Dynasty Draft, our rookie draft, I should say, in our Dynasty League of Record, which has been really, really fun. We're doing a long draft, 24 hours a pick. Johnny's got it up on the board now. This is our actual League of Record, Dynasty League of Record draft where we are about halfway through the third round we got big travi up on the clock coming up next but right now it's our boy big germ who you can see there drafted in the three five pierre strong just got picked up desmond ritter chelsea byers the one behind the glass she took him there in the third feast enjoy johnny big takeaways from this draft man how are you feeling about our league of record dynasty league of records draft how's it going don't ever change the music love it don't ever change don't ever change. I love this, man. Uh, we switch it up to this 24-hour clock. Allows for a lot of trading. Obviously, you can see that with Spernation by looking at this board. There's been a ton of trades, a lot of trade talk. Travis and I are in trade talk right now trying to get a deal done. We'll see if it ends up going through. But, uh, Austin, I, I think this is, like, one of the best things that we ever did uh, for this draft was go to this slow draft. And then if you're just talking about some of the major, like, some of the pieces – uh, and shocks uh white going in the second round a little bit of a a surprise however when looking at the board and how it panned out i think uh i think it was a good pick there uh you know it might have been you know reach for your guy but i think it ended up panning out considering how the rest of the board panned out but the other one man alec pierce going at 205 really tried trading up for that pick uh, multiple times uh to get alec pierce and not not fortunate ever so uh that you, you were thinking you were gonna get him so much later though you, uh, you cracked me up you said I that did. again too about ritter i was like okay buddy yeah what about you, you thought big... ritter was gonna go before 401 i i mean I he went think... he went the first three yeah. picks for the third yeah so is that really a far yeah, especially because especially because yeah, our reality now but did you believe that he was going, i i did think we'd see have... a run on qbs only because it took so long to get our first qb like it was the end of the second that's not where pickett's being mocked in a lot of drafts so wow. um he's coming off the board a lot earlier, i think this but... makes a lot of logical sense of where these guys are going pickett ritter there are not Absolutely. very exciting running backs or wide receivers still available like yeah you know you might get uh kieran williams uh hassan haskins uh, a ty chandler to do something but they're all none of them really have a path towards fantasy relevancy maybe even in their careers at all you know we're talking about like hassan haskins who's going to be a backup for tennessee so was uh darianton evans and he is now with another team as king henry continues his reign we'll see about the rest of these picks i just my point with it being when you don't get a real upside wide receiver or a running back with a path, a relevant pathway to fantasy production, why not take a tight end? Why not take a quarterback? Why not take a shinier other piece that's still available? Uh, Smitty asking if this is a super flex league. The one we're on that we show on the screen is not. It's a one quarterback league. The draft that we're doing today, the mock draft we're doing today, will be super flex. Dynasty it will? Startup. Yeah. 
That's what it says, right? Yeah. Dynasty Superflex. Startup Superflex. Superflex. Not, oh, yeah. okay, great. There we go. We're doing a Dynasty Superflex. Let's get it popping. All right. So are we about ready to get our league? We've got a full room. Yeah, we got a full room. Yeah, let's yeah. do this. All so, right. Hold on. Let me remove that one. So while Johnny is one. getting our mock draft queued up that we're about to kick off, Whisper Nation, know that after this, we're going to be doing a 12-team best ball draft over there on Underdog. If you haven't downloaded Underdog yet, use the promo code TFW when you download it to get up to $100 of matched money coming on board. Um, so you put in $100, you get an extra $100 for free, and then we can go ahead and have some fun, including our best ball tournament that we do every Monday, pretty much following our sleeper mock draft. It's a real tournament. It's a real draft. Obviously, until the season starts, we won't know how it gets going, but once it does, it's going to be locked and loaded and good to go, and we'll have winners at the end of the whole thing here. A All real right. draft with real people about fake football. It's going to be great. What's Ronald saying here? Shake my head, Austin. What did I do? I know. Who knows? I don't know. I don't, I don't Ronald's know. kind of been trolling me the last you, couple yeah, of weeks anyways. Yeah, dude. He's, yeah. You never keep him happy, Ron. You're never, yeah. you're never satisfied, Ron. You can never be satisfied. Apparently not. And maybe that's just because he lives in New Jersey. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. We all make choices. Yeah. And I wonder who we're going to be making choices between on our mock draft as it comes up to get this one going. I'll be on the clock as soon as we get this thing started. Whisper Nation, just want to say start. thank you for being a part of the show. Yeah. And let's get it going. All right. Turn off the volumes here. All right, Austin. Ooh, how cute do I want to get? You, you, yeah, how? You won't. You know what? I'm going to go in honor of the trade Big Travi and I made. I'm jumping right in, and I'm going with the number one back-to-back -back fantasy quarterback, Josh Allen, is to anchor my Superflex squad. And Smitty's a tat with Justin Herbert to follow. Interesting, interesting snack. Wow, and that was quick. I don't know if he queued him up or what. Yeah, Smitty was just ready for the – or he was trigger happy. He's like, give me Herbert. So what's your kind of thinking right here on a super flex startup? Are you going uh, quarterback, Travis, or are you thinking that a running back is still the right way to go? Well, you guys have started a mini QB run, so everything inside me wants to big brain this and pivot. You know what I'm saying? So I think I am. I'm going to go Justin. Well, yeah, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. I got a little okay. ahead of myself there. I like the Just Justin Jefferson pick there. Who would you rather have in fantasy startup right now, Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase? I'd rather have Chase, but I think, you know, I don't think they're far off. And I think there is a world where Justin Jefferson is actually a little bit more valuable because of the target share. You know, T. Higgins uh, obviously exists over there in Cincinnati. He's good. Not, yeah, and I'm not saying Thielen, you know, isn't good, but the career length obviously is We good. get it. We yeah. don't got to say it out loud. <laughs> exactly. Dude, I am I'm in on the Minnesota Vikings offense though. I've said it a, a few times this offseason. I think that they are going to be pe I I want pieces of that offense. Well, I know you love Kirk Cousins. You got this thing about him that you, you you got kind of a soft spot for Kirk Cousins, Travis. Am I off base when I say that? No, I I mean I think he one he's fascinating off the field cuz he's a guy that like drives a minivan to work and was a singer at, at, at Michigan State. And still says things like, you like this? You yeah, like this? Yeah, he's definitely very weird. There's some suppressed <laughs> stuff going on there, whatever. <laughs> 
But on the field, the dude's a baller, and he's been a baller in mostly run-heavy offenses. Okay. And so now we're going to go to a Rams light type of situation here where the Kevin O'Connell comes from the Rams tree, the McVay's tree, and you're just going to have some things there that I think line up really well. They're improving the defense, but it's still not going to be very great. So I think they'll be in a few shootouts. Um, I'm just, I, I like it. I like, uh, you know, Cousins has been borderline QB1 for most of his career, and I think this could be one of those years where he actually puts up some of his best numbers. I don't disagree. I think that's a fair take. Johnny, I want to get your take here on your back-to-back picks that you took here at the turn, Cooper Cup in the 12 spot, and then CeeDee Lamb to lead the second round. Did anybody elude you? Did you get picked up that you wanted, or is this the direction you saw yourself going earlier on? I didn't really see myself going this way. A lot of people took quarterbacks in the first round. I was thinking about grabbing maybe one quarterback there. Uh, but when I saw that Cooper Cup was still available, I was like, I can't pass up Cooper Cup in order to get a quarterback here uh, with C.D. Lamb. And so that's why I, I think C.D. Lamb is a top five wide receiver in Dynasty, uh, especially with Amari Cooper departure and uh, them really wanting to – at least what we've seen so far from CD is that we're expecting that next level. He's yeah. gradually gotten better every single year. And he's already been good the whole time coming right. in. I think CD Lamb is yeah. almost left outside of the conversation of those upper echelon dynasty picks. We mentioned them just now, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. I don't think it's unfair well, maybe when I say it out loud, he does deserve to be a half a step behind. Just, but but just not, a half a step, right? I'm not like, surprised if over the course of a season he gains two steps. Yeah, I think, you know, what we've seen out of Chase and really Je- Justin Jefferson was the target share, right? That's what we've – oh, man, this is a tough Damn one. It. Big Travi on the clock low. now after See, a couple Dak, of quarterbacks. Dak was, the guy that I was, Dak was the guy, the quarterback. I was saying, So I was thinking about going Dak and, and oh, C.D. Good originally when i saw the quarterbacks and then i saw that cup was still available so i was like there's no way i could pass on cup for a double dip even though it's dak and cd but we'll see how that pans out so i just want to go back to cd real quick i understand how it can be a little we could be a little bit behind on it only because jefferson we've seen the massive target share in his career and with chase we've seen the massive big play upside now lamb has the ability to do both of those things like i think he can be basically a meld of them and be there. And especially like Johnny said this year with Cooper out the door um, and, you know, Tolbert's going to be great. I think Tolbert's going to be a good like prospect. I think he's an opportunity, you know, there, but they lost Wilson. Uh, You know, they only retained Dalton Schultz really, I believe, you know? So uh, I think there's just a lot there for CD lamb. And and if they get Tolbert to be really good, if Gallup comes back from injury, those guys are going to be on the outside. CeeDee Lamb's going to move to the inside and, and soak up all these targets. And we've seen that – I'll tell you what, man. Dak loves the middle of the field, whether it's a tight end, whether it's been Zeke, you know. But now you give him a real, real, like, quality weapon above those two. Well, you um, even saw Cedric, uh, right? Cedric stepped up in the games in which, uh, you know, CD wasn't there or Amari wasn't there. And you saw uh, Cedric Wilson then, uh, you know, get paid uh, by – the dolphins and then right. get lost in their depth chart uh got paid to get yeah. lost in their depth chart over there but... it's like i don't think they knew tyree kill was going to be available when they guys real quick real awesome. quick on my dynasty startup do i go do i go do i go Brees hall nick chubb derrick henry that's what i got here i'd probably go henry i almost got henry where i got mixing yeah i'd probably go henry 
We're gonna go for a win. We're gonna we're gonna lean a little bit on the win now side. I'm not no going... plenty of time for you to stack youth though. Like this isn't you know yeah. like this is just your your pillars are and honestly you should be wanting pillars that you know are proven commodities. I think I think there's a I think your build is fun as hell at the start of this. Awesome. We got the double dip there with Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, best friend edition, and bring in Derek Henry to anchor that running back room. I'm coming for a year one championship, Whisper Nation. <laughs> Watch out. That's <laughs> funny. I didn't even know you were gonna say that. That's great. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I just Pre- think what do you what do you think about now? What do you think about who you're taking? I don't know, man. You got Justin Jefferson, you got Joe Mixon, bro. You could take say you could take Saquon Barkley here. Gross. Wouldn't that be awful? <laughs> I do not want Saquon Barkley. Who's a guy that you just you just get so excited if you'd watch an opponent in your league pick up around this range? Like somebody you're it's available, his ADP is high, but you're like, Oh, I'm not I'm not touching that. I think it's becoming DK Metcalf, and it sounds really? bad now. Yeah, I'm not. Why? I'm not really in on DK because the quarterback uncertainty, the lack of uh, potent offense over there. Look, I I know that DK was okay with Geno Smith, but he wasn't anything. Wasn't a world beater. Yeah, he wasn't what we saw with Russ, and I think that we're still kind of paying almost that premium to get him up in this area. Um, he's a guy I'm looking at. That I'm think, just, what I'm level kind of, of anchor do you think that DK is serving currently for the Seattle offense? Like, are they trying to build around him as a piece? Is he just there or are they factoring him to the game plan? Like if it was me, I look at DK as being a really special young player with physical tools above the field. And I would be trying to build the entire offense around this one piece. Yeah, that sounds like rational coaching. Unfortunately, we have a situation in which I'm glad you chose the word anchor because it does feel like they're just tossing it, the anchor down and tying it to DK Metcalf's feet. And basically he's just drowning because this offense is going to be bad. Uh, This team is going to be bad. So I think there's hope that if they do – get a high pick next year and this quarterback class is as good as everybody's saying and they land the right guy but again i just i'm not going to stop hounding the seahawks for trading away that guy and russell wilson like i i don't understand what they're doing um and i'm just i i can't buy in like kenneth walker has some appeal obviously um even rashad penny because this team just I mean, number one halfback the last six weeks of football, former first round pick Rashad Penny was last season coming in healthy. I guess I should caveat that in redraft. But other than that, like I I just don't have a lot of faith in this organization. That's why I've been, you know, so kind of down on Kenneth Walker. Love him as like a pure runner. Michigan State, we love to watch. Yeah, it was great. But, you know, I can't trust Carroll or this, you know, what this organization is doing. And I think to me, they're going to give Carroll even longer leash because – they got rid of Russ. They they chose a side. So uh, I'm I'm a little bit scared of Seattle's future. Johnny, do you, how long do you think Pete Carroll lasts in Seattle? Uh, maybe one more year. I mean, if okay. they're bad next year, I I think he's gone. What's the excuse, right? right? He's gotten to make his shots. He's gotten That's... to go his direction, and it has just been a steady downward trajectory. I feel since he arrived there out of California. Well, and that's that's why I think I would be. I think right. Well, I wouldn't draft DK right now, but if I'm already in a dynasty league, mm-hmm. and you go you know, trade for again, him again, not not fantasy advice. Do your own research here. But 
uh, you know, I can certainly say that I have personally tried to go out and acquire DK uh, be, right now because his value is so low. There isn't a uh, you know huge ceiling where where he's at right now. Could he get traded? Possibly, but I'm more so looking forward to the year after next year because I do expect Pete Carroll to be gone. I think you know with his age. I, even though he looks great, I hope I look that great uh, when I'm Pete Carroll's yeah. age. But, um, you know, with the age, the pairing of also the out-of-date kind of style of football, um, I think they will get someone new in there next year. And then I think it gets really exciting because if you're going to get DK now, you're getting him at a discount. Now, whether or not next year pans out with whatever offensive coordinator and, and whoever they bring in, that doesn't. that's kind of – that's where the mystery box and excitement comes in because if you even if you don't believe in it, you could then flip DK and probably get more than you would have to pay for him right now uh, in order to acquire him. So that's like why I would be kind of going after DK. But I certainly think that this year it could get a little sketchy. But I mm-hmm. want to remind people though, remember that Sutton did have some really nice performances with uh with Lockett uh or, or with Drew Lockett excuse me as the quarterback so That's right he likes to chuck uh, it he does like to chuck it DK does have a, a really good uh catch radius so it could still be okay you just don't feel great about it uh with Lock but again, I feel a lot better with Lock year, than I do Gino well and the, but next year too again when you look at next year's draft class quarterback plethora like there's a lot of good quarterbacks so then all of a sudden there solves dk's quarterback problem and then where's he going to be going again right back up so that's why i think right now is a great time to go and try to get dk not necessarily because his outlook looks so great this year but because his outlook so looks so much better beyond next year Mm. Speaking of beyond next year, I'm looking at some of the picks that are becoming available for me as I'm starting to get up to mine. And I start you start getting this really interesting framing of, you know, how youthful do I go at right. this position? Like I'm sitting here with some really nice this year pieces, right? Like I got 30 seconds to make my pick. So I got to speak a little bit quicker. But, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, who is not as good as he once was, but he's still pretty good, is available. David Montgomery right there as well. Do you go with them or do you go with the Kenneth Walker? who is the second running back selected, who we expect to be moving into a decent situation. However, it's, you know, it, it, it does have some question marks as we just spent some time talking about Seattle. I'm going to, I'm just, I am going to take one. I'm going to youthen up a little bit there and take Kenneth Walker because I do like him. How long do you think uh, Pete Carroll lasts on, on earth? That dude looks good. I, he's, I'm not hey, surprised I, if, he's, uh, if, he's, if he makes a yeah. hundred. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes it to like 120. Yeah. With Real his, talk. with his relatively high income. In today's modern science, that guy is definitely living to be minimum 100. Old bits die hard. (laughs) Old bits die hard. Yeah, I like these ones here. So what do we want to – I wanted to get a take, a temperature read on Deontay Johnson without Big Ben. Johnny, you've been a Deontay Johnson supporter for a long time. What's your evaluation on him coming into this year, this season? I I really like him. I think it's still kind of wild how he's being overlooked and disrespected uh, because he is one of the best wide receivers in the game. He gets peppered with targets. I don't care who's at the quarterback. It's going to funnel to Deontay first, and then they get their secondary looks. So uh, I still think Deontay is a very good pick. Now, again, very similar when you start to look beyond next year. I think that's where it gets interesting for Deontay because he's going to need to be paid. 
do the Steelers pay him? Generally, they don't like to pay the receivers because they're so good at drafting them. So then where does he go? And a lot of where Deontay's value is, is that system and him getting peppered so much. So, um, so yeah, like I think Deontay's in a weird position right now where his current value, great. I like it as long as he remains with the Steelers after this year. I would love it. But if he goes to a different uh, setup, that's where it could get tricky because he is, again, a good wide receiver, but a lot of his value comes from the amount of targets and yardage he is able to get because he's not a big touchdown guy. Yeah, I hear you on those points. Quickly jumping in with Ronald. He's a decade younger. He's 70, actually. Uh, he'll have his 71st birthday later on this year. This is an interesting Happy birthday, t- Pete. Oh, I yeah. thought it was today. <laughs> I don't think it actually is today. <laughs> but uh, Ronald was asking if you heard the Falcons aren't going to use Cordero Patterson at running back this year. Uh, tell me your source, Ronald. Yeah, where's where, I do want to see this actually. I wonder yeah, how many... it'd just be big. It'd be big news. I'd, I'd like to see it. I have heard that they want to use him more as a wide receiver. I uh, Clearly, uh, they don't have any. So <laughs> that makes sense. Drake London um, and Kyle Pitts. One and I think Algier is a fine dice roll, especially in Dynasty. But I think, again, you know, Austin, I I defer to you here. You said he, he kind of looks like a jag. That's what I've been hearing. I you know, I like I, For me, Algier kind of feels like a guy that's like, eh. I, I was saying off air Edo yeah. Smith a little bit. Like, this, just another late-round guy that they want to happen, you oh, know. I'm on the board. I, I'm on the clock I think right Algier now. is going to have some cool moments. And I don't think the jag comp – the jag – category is totally fair i watched his film again and i was a little bit more excited about what he brought and you can see his familiarity playing linebacker in the way he plays halfback he identifies holes he's got good vision he hits them with intention he's not fast but he is quick he he plays hard he's going to be fun to watch he reminds me of thomas rawls that's who comes to mind if we remember Thomas Rawls got a couple of years of action behind uh, if in the Seattle backfield. But just such a violent runner, wasn't able to keep his body healthy long enough to make a long-term impact. I'm obviously not going to shortchange the BYU product, Tyler Algiers' career before we've seen him do anything. But when I look at him, I think he's probably going to have his moments. I don't know if he's the long-term answer at running back. This year, though, he's probably your best bet depending on how they use Patterson, as Ronald has pointed out. I could see Algier being one of those guys that is like the lead runner but just doesn't really make a lot of action happen for you, similar to Mike Davis last season. Yeah, and like the line's not good. This team may not be very good. Like, do I want kind of a whatever prospect behind that line and that team for a while? And, you know, Ritter's comp has been like Marcus Mariota and like so he's coming in to back up Mariota and like that doesn't inspire a lot of upside confidence for me in the offense. Now, could he outproduce that? Sure. I mean, I I think he could. And I think he came in with the right attitude. But again, I just think long term for for that. I don't don't know. I I guess we started going a little bit dynasty and redraft talk there. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, usually, I'm, I'm still like in best ball, like in best ball and redraft, I'm still trying to get exposed to CPAT because mm. I think he's one of their few playmakers. And I just think he's a guy that they're going to have to get on the field if they want to be competitive, you know? He did work last year, right? I think it's hard to make his play style work, like how to game think- plan specifically for it. And we got Matt Ryan now who is gone. It's going to be a Mariota or Desmond Ritter behind center, we presume, unless something weird happens. And so we'll see how those quarterbacks are able to utilize Patterson's skill set. 
It's certainly an, Atlanta is well, a think, big mystery box for me this year. I think people are coming in, Austin. They're like, oh, you know, you're going to have to get CPAT, and he's not going to be what he was in the first five, seven weeks of this. I'm not asking for that. Like, I, I want who he was at the end of the year, where mm-hmm. it was like he was kind of slowed down. It wasn't as hyper efficient. And it's like, I think you can get a good, you know, a good deal on that. You're not having to buy him too high because the industry is getting smart, you know, sharp. Hey, we don't have to take right. Him. And I'm about making my second pick on here. I wanted to get your quick take on these other quarterbacks. I'm making some considerations over there in my super flex. Uh, Kenny Pickett is a bit exciting. I love the situation he comes into in Pittsburgh with such refined weapons and a, a great defense, offense, coach, developmental scheme, all that good shit. Kenny Pickett is exciting for me. Um, Tua, a little bit. I'm, I'm considering him. Matt Jones, no thanks. Not my cup of cheese. Desmond uh, Ritter's got a little appeal, but not as much. I, would, I wouldn't take him over Kenny Pickett right now. But then we've also got like Kirk Cousins. We've got Jameis Winston. Yep. Tannehill. These are still decent pieces here for a a dynasty team. Super flex. Yeah, I'd I'd say I would go with Pickett because you already have Allen. So maybe try and get the youth. But also I think you could go um I think you could go Cousins and Winston um as an alternative to to pick it if you feel like Pickett doesn't really have the ceiling then i think you know a lot of people think that Pickett's the ceiling is kirk cousins you know that type so uh you know kirk cousins may be the guy or even winston i think winston's a nice grab yeah. here i gotta say this one. i'm gonna and i want to air this out and get whisper nation's take as well as our panelists here i'm a, you know what fuck, I, I know i'm gonna take i'm gonna take elijah mitchell i, j- I like and it. this and i just can't come around to the idea that Elijah Mitchell, you know, who had about a thousand yards, five touchdowns on the ground, who was hands down their best runner, isn't going to come in and be the lead dog for this run heavy team. I fully expect to see other halfbacks get work, but is it a fool's gold chase to pick up an Elijah Mitchell, Johnny, right now at this point in the draft? Is this smart or is is it silly? He's gone, Travis. I know. I would have like I would have went with someone like AJ Dillon over him. Uh, it's not that AJ Dillon think... might never be a starting running back for the Packers. Maybe, but Elijah I... Mitchell is the starting running back for the 49ers. Is he though? Yeah. Because well, yeah. So I had a, I had a point on this because I know that TDP is getting a lot of love uh, in dynasty circles, and then also you know me Trey Sermon is a guy that's like oh you know like hey we drafted him high capital last year then it didn't matter. Uh, in their press conference, and you can take it for what it's worth, but this is their GM and Kyle talking. And, and basically they were like, we think the TDP is a nice compliment to Elijah Mitchell. Mm-hmm. We see him in, in a good, you know, Jeff Wilson type role. So they said that he's a nice compliment. They also said, you know, Trey started slow last year, and we don't want to hold that against him. He had an injury and he started slow. We want to run the football. We want to be really good at running the football. That's what we do. So, again, I think that they know that Mitchell's the best bet right now because he mm-hmm. proved it last year. He was very effective. I think the bigger concern for me is the more bodies to the room, the more young bodies to the room, and Trey Lance. Because Trey Lance is going to take touchdown potential from them because he was really good at North Dakota State at running oh, John, in. John, you're on the clock. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to um, what I want to get here. So he was really good at rushing touchdowns. So for me, Trey Lance is a little bit like that Josh Allen uh, scenario where you're like, oh, I don't know if I, you know. But I, I think Mitchell still is the best bet in Dynasty and Redraft for me. I think he's the guy. We saw it on the field. 
already. And as long as the only thing was, is he had a little bit of the, you know, he was dinged up quite a bit. But other than that, I, I loved what we saw at a Elijah the Missile Mitchell. Elijah the Missile Mitchell. Yeah. I, and I'm just looking at him like this is a, a running back who was drafted later on, and usually those backs in their second year take big legs up. They, they the, the the stats on second year running backs, especially those drafted outside of the first, they get better. There's real development that happens right. in in that going into that sophomore season. So I look at a guy who was good enough to lead a run heavy team. Health is obviously a concern, but if he gets any jump up in the developmental trade, he was already their best halfback last year. Like, yeah, he's got competition, but I see him almost as – I just see him as the best of the bunch. Uh, I I think he's good. Again, he's don't get me wrong. He's, he's really good. Right. He is a little undersized. So when you're talking about durability and as you get further along in your career, that definitely goes a lot quicker. You're also talking about is it just a system fit? Like, does he if he like if Trey Sermon gets cut, I'm fairly certain somebody else is going to try to tra- take a, a dart throw on Trey Sermon just mm. because he's a bigger back. You can use him in a different system, although the system that he was in, he's in isn't really the right one for him, right? So that's why it's like okay, with Sermon, you at least have the talent that you can fall back on on another team drafting him. Whereas like Elijah Mitchell, if another team brings him in, they're not going to bring him in to be the lead guy because he's not big enough. Um, mm. And so I think uh, you know what you saw last year in, in the Debo, and why I think this is where it does get interesting, right? Because we do know uh, you know Debo refollowed the 49ers, so maybe they made up. Could be. Or it could also be, you know, they did make up, but in the sense of the 49ers went out and drafted because what ended up having is Trey Sermon did come on slow. He got that injury. They didn't have a big running back. So they had Elijah Mitchell, who was the slicer, you know, like the, the, the lightning per se, and they didn't have a thunder. So how did they get that thunder? Well, they used Debo. Debo was the rushing thunder. Debo also said, I don't want to play running back anymore. I just want to play wide receiver. So what did they do? They went out and got a big thunder running back uh, in in price. And now you can't, I would expect him to take, you know, some of that early down work, some of the goal in work because he is so big. Um, and so when you're talking about limiting the upside of Elijah Mitchell's touchdown upside versus, and all the carries or the vast majority of the carries, that's just where my concern is. Does that mean that? That's how it's going to pan out? Absolutely not. Like, Elijah mm-hmm. Mitchell could run away with this because he is that good in the system especially. Yeah. So there is that. It's just in the back of my mind and what I'm reading and, like, how high they took price after taking. San Francisco so falls high. in love with nobody. They love yeah, – they, 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 there's like you no loyalty. You can't right, sit there right. and say that because that's of the draft exactly capital right. we like price. Like, the, the, we just saw no, it last right. year with I, Trey Sermon. Like uh, they, right. I'm and not that's even the point. Like, right. I'm not Spin saying the wheel. I like the price of that, but I, I am saying, like, it does make you raise your eyebrow and, yeah, and you're look interested. at it a second and look at it a second time as to, like, if they hadn't drafted a single running back in this whole and just or and just picked up, unre- uh, you know, free agents like they do normally, I would I would be actually more confident in Mitchell because I'd be like, okay, they definitely want to go with this guy. They didn't, you know, Sermon could get some carries here and there, but then hearing what they did say during that press conference and then yeah, I was in on Price until I heard that because that what it told me was, and again, I think we've talked about Coach Speak at nauseum on this show, but I think sometimes we get a little bit more truth after the draft because they're actually having to describe these players and kind of 
you know, especially GMs, they're like basically telling the the fans like, this is why I did this. You know, they're mm. trying to explain themselves. So which they don't have to do technically. But I think I feel like I, I feel a little bit more confident in that. But again, we've seen Shanahan do this. Like Raheem Mostert was a guy that kept getting injured and they kept going back to as the lead back, not as the you know feature back. But as the guy that is explosive gets to the outside, smaller back, right? That's what Elijah Mitchell is. He's the Raheem Mostert replacement in this offense. And they even said so as much. They said we would have replaced uh, – Raheem Mostert was supposed to be the day one starter, but then he got hurt. You know, and they replaced him with Elijah Mitchell because Sermon didn't fit the bill. He wasn't a guy that could get to the edge and blow it, you know, blow past right. everybody. But Mitchell is, and I think – you know, you have a point. I think again. I think they they told us what he want. They want him to be. He'll be the goal line back. I think. You know, TDP will be the goal line back. They'll stop using Debo in the end zone. They'll use TDP as the Jeff Wilson type. Remember Jeff Wilson's four touchdown games in this offense. Right. Like right. that's what's possible with TDP. Right. True. Um, but I also think Sermon's going to be a guy to, to watch out for, and those two could eat into each other's value. Sermon and, and TDP. And for me. All of those could be eaten into again by, like I said, by Trey Lance, who, who's that's a little bit dangerous for that's me. A that's a really good piece well, we, to throw in there. We don't know, obviously, because of the Jimmy G stuff, but Jimmy G won't like all, you know, Trey Lance is going to go get all those first team reps because, you know, Jimmy G is going to be rehabbing. So even if Jimmy G comes back to the team, it may be as a, as a backup for this year. I want to take a second and highlight some of the picks, especially recently, that I think are really exciting upside selections here. The latest one being one Johnny picking up Damian Pierce. We talked about Damian Pierce a handful of times in the dynasty context. We like him uh, coming into what is a pretty darn thin depth chart in Houston. Rex Burkhead and Marlon Mack sitting ahead of the rookie running back Damian Pierce. We presume he's got enough talent to be able to rise to the top of that depth chart and then be a part of this Houston offense, which hasn't been great, but is on the rise and traditionally has been a nice place for running backs, or at least not a bad one. I mean, Arian Foster, who was, you know, big dick when we first started playing this 11 years ago, undrafted running back who just like a couple of number one overall performances. What's going on, Scott? Scott? Joining us. Taking a look at some of these other pieces going back, Travis getting ready to make his 10th round pick. I think Damian Pierce there is an exciting ceiling player. Uh, He's a rookie right now, but some of the other ones that aren't rookies um, going back a little bit further on this. I really like Gabe Davis as late as he has been going, you know, eighth round, you see him available. This is going to be the number two wide receiver for what could be the number one offense or the, the most pass happy offense in the NFL with a big arm quarterback. I mean, how many touchdowns did Gabe Davis pull in that one game? Like four or five touchdowns? Oh, yeah. Near the end four of the in year? The, in the playoff game. Yeah. Awesome. So he, no Emmanuel Sanders getting in his way. No uh, Cole Beasley getting in his way. Gabe Davis has ascended. He's got his role on the offense behind Stefan Diggs, and this offense does a lot. So I think Gabe Davis is a really exciting pick up there. The perennially exciting one, Mike Williams, the pick before him taken. Um, but he actually did show us last year what he could do. We know what he's about. We just need to see him do it with a little bit more consistency. But there's a couple of picks there. And then just in the rest of that round, there are two more receivers. Amari Cooper, it shocks me that we don't talk more about him from a fantasy standpoint. He All he does is get 1,000 yards in a season, like all the time. That's what he's about. And now he goes to Cleveland where there really isn't any other competition, no veteran competition at least. And he's eventually going to have Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball. Like why is Amari Cooper not 
considered like a high-end wide receiver too right now with with upside yeah i love amari i think that the the browns got a huge discount on amari i think he's a route tactician now he's getting up there a little bit he's a little bit older 27 he's not terrible um and he does kind of, he does a he's kind of a one-trick pony on the outside so that that's a little bit of a, a problem but again like you said the lack of target you know competition there is real i mean you could talk about donovan's people's jones and some of these guys that have been like fun to like hype up but i think amari cooper's gonna have no problem demanding targets over there um and i think he's he's an exciting piece and somebody to keep an eye on too gotta make my second selection here i think about just going full win now on this i am i'm agreeing with zach Ertz. oh there i like you go. that's a draft one. that's one i would probably would have so going back here to that eighth love to hear those words man they're so good just a side note we in our dynasty league of record which we brought up at the top of the show we're, we're doing a long draft whisper nation which means that i just sorry i got distracted when scott saying gabe would never wear crocs got these on just for you my dude <laughs> oh dude glad to see you here i was thinking about you with the Crocs coming out. No? Didn't like it? Maybe we'll have a production meeting about when we hit the horn on this. I I do love the horn. I thought it was... It it deserved it, dude. You brought out the Crocs, I thought. I I appreciate that. I do. Gets the people going. Speaking of getting the people going, going back to that eighth round, Johnny, you took my boy Christian Watson who I think deserves a little bit more consideration than he's getting. The NDSU product has metrics off the chart. We're talking very fast, very quick, very tall. Go into a team that doesn't really have a number one outside of Alan Lazard, maybe Sammy Watkins. Uh, You tell me what that means, Whisper Nation. But Christian Watson, they traded up to get him. They picked him up at the top of the second round. The Packers, that is. A team that's got a good history of taking wide receivers in the second round Devonte adams greg jennings jordy nelson johnny you've kind of come around or you've been a little bit reluctant on christian watson i won't lie i was surprised to see you pick him up there in the eighth round could you share a little bit about what you were thinking <laughs> uh well i didn't expect to pick uh, deandre hopkins there uh that was an auto pick unfortunately and yeah, who cares so about watson DeAndre? Watson, I was just going for the upside play at that point uh, because it is still a mystery box as to, you know, what he what he could become. Obviously, we know the ceiling could be like a Devontae Adams and a wide receiver one for fantasy football. We know that uh, Aaron Rodgers can support that. So from just a scheme and schematic standpoint, there there's the upside there for me there. Um, you know, you're talking about Amari Cooper, who's, you know, third team now doesn't have uh you know his quarterback could be baker mayfield throwing in the ball for the first you know eight weeks of this year and then... i want to i want to talk about that in a that second would be when... terrible yeah so maybe, maybe i'll just maybe i'll just maybe i'll just jump into this one and I, the, I i hear all the points on christian watson and you are absolutely correct he's awesome uh he's going to be the best there ever was so get ready with <laughs> <laughs> but guys i wanted to... i don't know if i'd go that far but you don't uh, have well, to, we, yeah, we are. So we are, baby. Yeah. He's so our own I, Calvin Johnson. So we talked right. about the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll and logical coaching approaches, right? Maybe that's out too far out of bounds. But I think that what I'm about to talk about here with what I believe the the GM of the Browns should approach Baker Mayfield with is like is one hundred percent in line with what needs to happen. Baker Mayfield's out here demanding a trade, right? 
He's saying, I want to get out of Cleveland. You guys brought Deshaun Watson in. This is not my bag anymore, folks. Get me out of here. Cleveland yeah. seems to be like they're saying, all right, we'll give it a shot. And they're not able to make it happen right now because nobody wants Baker Mayfield. They're asking, other teams are asking the Browns, how much of his salary are you going to cover if we pick this dude up off, up off your hands for you? That is not a great market for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is not wanted as a starting quarterback for any other team right now, except for the Browns. The Browns don't want him as their future starter, but the Browns would behoove themselves. And I think it would behoove Baker Mayfield to sit down together and say, look, we can all read the tea leaves. We know Deshaun Watson is our quarterback of the future. He's not even 27 yet. He's got great, great uh, history and stats and all this stuff. And we're going to the moon with, with Deshaun Watson. Sorry, Baker. But here's the reality, man. We can't get a team to take you right now. And so let's work together for the time Deshaun Watson is going to be out. We expect that to be six games, maybe 12 games. We'll see what ends up coming down the pipeline. Deshaun Watson is likely going to miss some time. Baker, you know our offense. We want you to be our starting quarterback for six weeks, nine weeks, 12 weeks, whatever the suspension for Watson ends up being. Let us showcase your talents. Showcase to the world how good of a quarterback you really are. And then when Deshaun's back, we'll work with you to trade you to a team that you want to go to where you get an opportunity to continue to shine, to earn a contract down the road. That's not coming from us, and it's not coming from any of the teams willing to pick you up right now. But, hey, maybe by the trade deadline next season, you're going to have enough of a new sample size to show the world my shoulder is healthy, my vision is clear, my throws are crisp. Bring me on your team and let's go to the playoffs. Why does that not work out well for the Browns and for Baker? Johnny, Travis on the clock, what do you think? Uh, I I don't think it works out for Baker in the sense of, one, your sh- – sure. He couldn't do he would, well with Cleveland? He would just keep no, doing what he's – No, he can't. He, <laughs> well, he is doing well with Cleveland. It. And so oh. – and he actually could do well probably because he would then have a chip on his shoulder. Uh, and he plays well when he has and a an injury on his shoulder. On his shoulder. So, well, he had that, but he got it. It's good now. He's got surgery on. I it, mean, that's and what we hope. You know, like a spring chicken yep. is uh, being reported. I don't know. That's not actually being reported. They replaced but, his shoulder with a spring chicken. Is that what you just said? No, that he, feel, he feels good. He <laughs> oh. it feels like he's like a young spring chicken. Anyway, he could he do that and could it benefit him for sure right because they could say yeah if you play well obviously it's going to behoove you and people will see that you could still play well and then let's work together on a trade the way we've seen it happen for other players these days like they'll work with them get him to a team he wants to go to the issue and that wants is, him the issue would be one obviously playing quarterback he's already been injured he was injured last year and had to play through it, and so mm-hmm. that kind of got him into this place. So if that happens again, then there goes any chance that he has at getting another job. And then you also he's not look getting, at the He's not getting a of, job right now. Nobody wants him. Well, they don't want him at the price. They don't want him at the price. Nobody, price. Nobody's going to pay his contract because the Steelers were rumored to sign him immediately if he ever got cut. But uh, that's that was what – you know, the reports were, I don't think anybody wants them at the price. And we saw that they would take, you know, late round QBs, uh, given the situation. Oh, also, I think the medical what? probably has something to do with it too. Yeah. Sony Michelle to the dolphins. What? what? No, dude. 
That's terrible. Yeah. Just, oh, what dude, is this? there goes Chase Edmonds' value. Damn. Nah. Right down the I saw line. enough out of Sony last year to realize that he's probably just – I mean, that's another depth piece. Dude, that was such a I bummer think, one last year. I think year. If, if Mostert's healthy, and I don't think he will be, <laughs> right – and then Chase Edmonds, those are the two most talented backs on the team. Like, those are the two that I think will be, like, 1A and 1B. And then it would go down from there. Um, but this Sony Michelle over to Miami, geez, they – Anthony's comments come in, yeah. in here. I look at R – B R B R B R B B C B C. It's like the B R B, dude. B R B B B C. All of your television channels and aim lingo. Put the odd man out. They're all the odd man out now, dude. No, it's definitely Gaskin. Yeah, Gaskin for sure. And Salvan Ahmed, dude. Yeah, he's out the floor. It's good. Get the. It's the Doke show now, baby. Let's go, Dokes. No, D- Dokes was cut before, was He's he? coming back, baby. Hey, hey. Let's go. <laughs> hey. He is fucked. Dude, he's out, dude. Oh, these... Where did you get all these he's drops? Out, dude. Just... Johnny loves surprises. What, what drops, dude? I asked you if you guys could hear him before, and you said and no. we couldn't. So you don't think we can hear him, and you're just pressing him anyways? So you can, like, hear him no, at your I house? Know, I, I know. That's that so funny. He's, like, working this whole DJ booth, and he's just, like, going crazy in this room that he's in. I think uh, the answer to the Baker Mayfield riddle is the fact that he's already out here using verbiage, going on a podcast tour, and saying that the Browns have set him up to lose and fail and all these things. And so I don't think – like, maybe there, maybe there's, you know, honesty – uh, I think there's validity. I think what you said is smart, Austin. I think that is a smart way to approach it. Do I think? Show you're an adult. Show you're an athlete. Show you can come together, work with the squad. He's not an adult. He hasn't been an adult since he came in. He's got little man chip on his shoulder. Johnny talked about it. This whole complex that he's got to have this moxie. Like, dude, just you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Just go out there and, and compete and and do it. And they, you know. They made a choice and went with something else, and I think this, that's a smart way to approach it. I just is, don't. I don't think that's is that not the most professional, smart, mutually benefiting way to s- approach this. Sure, it's like admitted two on a season last year. It's like, hey, you played through injury. You probably shouldn't have. You cost yourself some money. We've got eight games until six games, whatever it is, until Watson's here. We've got another window of time for you to showcase to the league that you're better than these late, you know, this crappy QB class and these other guys they picked up out of free agency. Let's go get you that second or third. I guess it's third contract or is it second? Second contract. Like, let's go do it. Second. You know, and I I think that's I think that's. Uh, and then we'll work with you to find a future trade destination as we've seen a shift in general management of professional sports organizations start to take on a lot of it in the nba right sounds fan when oklahoma yeah marquise brown there we go an nfl example right where the ravens worked with brown and they worked with the cardinals and they found a destination that worked for everybody yeah Devontae adams another spot like this is the way it's going down and if baker mayfield can just like get off his high horse for long enough to realize that his value is in the shitter, then he could work to build that out, fly out of the toilet bowl and become a savior for a team. Like, but right now you're just, you're just, your brand is kind of tarnished my guy. And like, I do think you're better than the way you're being viewed right now. So show the world that is true. Who Travis, who'd you take here? Kansas city running back. Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, does this have any actual p- pathways towards fantasy relevancy or a piece well, on your dynasty squad? 
You tell me if CEH is a bust or not. We're still trying to figure that out. If Ronald Jones is somebody that we actually really like, and then I'll take the guy that's, you know, he's got a four three seven forty. He's explosive. He's a guy that kind of comps to a Damian Williams type who, you know, absolutely excelled in this chief's offense. Yeah. I think he's a weapon. I think he's a piece and you could see this, you know, an injury to somebody in training camp. I think he's one of these late round guys. You just take a dart throw on and see what happens in training camp. And I like that kind of look on it here. I got to figure out two picks to close my draft out with. Big Travi is also on the clock in uh, dynasty. Oh, who did Jeremy take? Uh, he took Williams, the, uh, Rand- Kyron Williams. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was going to take him. Yeah. I figured because he has acres. Um, that's a hor- That's a stupid pick. Works. He's like 185 it's his, pounds. It's his first. It's his first pick of. The so yeah, draft, just a, so a little, a little, some stats on Pacheco here. Uh, four three seven forty, 118 speed score. Both of those are 98th percentile or above. 27 on the bench press too. Oh wow! Uh, so you've you've got a guy that's all you know. He's five ten two sixteen. I think Pacheco is a guy that's going to sneak up some some boards as a, as a super deeper sleeper, super deeper, super sleeper. duper sleeper. <laughs> that could definitely uh, stay asleep. He whole definitely time. could, but I think, you know, uh, let's see, what did Pacheco have as, as far as receiving in college? Yeah. So nothing crazy. I mean, 13 receptions in 2021, 20, uh, 19 receptions in 2020. So he's definitely not, I mean, but in 2020 he had an 8% target market share at the running back position. That's kind of nice. But I, again, I just think some upside there. No, I feel that, and especially this late in the draft, that's all you're really looking for is to grab some of that upside. I like Ronald's pick here oh, of taking Allen Lazard. What? Every time I'm like, okay, is my my quarterback I was going to wait another round on like that has some upside for my second superflex quarterback? You did it with Winston, then you did it with Mitch. But and honestly, I, I'm <laughs> rescinding my friend request to you on. <laughs> I'm rescinding the dude. Mariota is still available. I'm not taking Mariota. Hey, you I'm actually going to take hey, Jimmy. Jimmy. All right. Oh, dude, you could have taken Jimmy G. Nah, Jimmy G's might not play, dude. I mean, does he I ever? mean, I guess Sam Howell might I not. Mean, play. Howell might not play. But either. I, you know what I like is I like Washington has speed at receiver. I mean, they have speed all over the place at receiver. Now they're smaller, speed, dude. but they've got like, you get Howell in there week three, week four. Johnny, what did you think about DJ Chark? I want to get to Anthony's question here. Cause you've been a DJ Chark fan here for a long time. Yes, uh, I do. Hold on. Who do I do? Should I take OBJ or do I take this is the last pick of the draft? So it doesn't really matter, but, uh, or my guy, Jacoby, I'll go OBJ. It's kind of weird, but I'll go weird. Yeah, yeah, weird. It is, it is, what, it's, it is a weird, weird draft uh, for me today. It must be good uh, or something. A little frightful. Um, as far as my D, uh, for DJ Chark, I do think the fact that Williams ended up landing with Detroit makes me bring down Chark's value just a little bit. Um, I do like his talent. I did really like the landing spot before, you know, when it was just Chark. Um, you know, they had Tyler or TJ Hawkinson and then, of, of course, Amon. Um, but with Williams getting it, I just think that it's going to be hard to kind of dictate when Chark will be able to be playable. 
uh, in in redraft. Uh, I think that's a great redraft take. way to go with Shark, though. Like, yeah. I think if you're going to take the upside like best ball sure. and redraft, I think you go and, and Shark's fine because I actually think it'll take a while for Jamison to see the field. And you could get like six to eight weeks out of Shark at the beginning of the year. The problem really isn't the uh, roster or the competition as much as it is, you know, our guy J- Jared Goff. But this is a team that has former execs from the Rams, and they're basically trying to build the second version of the Rams with Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting all these weapons and speed. You got a great roster. I mean, they've got a great offense and maybe a top five offensive line. Like this is, they're going to be sneaky good. I like this point here of Goff's better than Lawrence, maybe not long term, but the last year and this year, certainly, most definitely. And with Urban Meyer as T-Law's coach, that didn't do him any favors. So we'll see what happens this year. But as we're talking right now, yeah, Jared Goff is a better quarterback for all intents and purposes over T-Law. I feel good saying that. All right, Scott's got a question here. How to step away we do on underdog. We've also got Ronald coming in making requests about our team evaluations as we normally do it. Wanted to get this squared up. We are going to do our underdog best ball draft, right, guys? But we're talking about doing a 12-teamer, talking about yeah. expanding it out a little bit. Yeah. Do we want to begin the – like get the room started for underdog, get us going in there. We'll start the draft grades, and then once we get the room filled up, then the room is filled up and we got to jump over. But yeah. we'll get in as many draft grades as we yeah, can. exactly. Fun. We'll skip ours, yeah. maybe. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll we skip could do our that. Teams. Where do we, or do we want to go with Ronald's route, where we just evaluate each other's teams? I don't want to do what any anything Ronald says. I know, but it's a good idea. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't hate the idea. That's whatever. I mean, we do have our own insights we can talk about on this one in terms I'm of evaluating. Kidding, you know, I love you. Uh, you want to play, but you can't. I know you live in Jersey. It's unfortunate. Uh, we does have like crossover city lines. It's not a big state. It can't be too far from any other state around you just jump in how do the rest of the new england states over there kind of look like can you can you gamble in vermont or something i don't know i guess that's even lower also that's Travis, far away from the west coast what huh are you going to send over that underdog link when you get it am oh, i making the underdog link yes i'll make it yeah huh. i can make it awesome okay you're going to make it then so how about while travis is making the link johnny do you and i want to go ahead and take a look at travis's team and give a yeah. breakdown on this one. All right, so let's do it. We're going to start out with Travis here, who is in the one six spot. He took Justin Jefferson in the one six. We, I mean, I personally like that pick there. So he's taking a wide receiver and Joe Mixon then to follow. It's, it's got a good shapings of a win now and a win in the future pathway. Let's see how he built the rest of his squad. I'm going to stick with the wide receivers. Justin Jefferson. He pairs up Traylon Burks, who was my number one wide receiver on the rookie dynasty rankings because of the role he steps into after the Titans got rid of AJ Brown, like what we have presumed for him looking ahead. Amon Ross St. Brown steps in as a, you know, coming in after a great end of the year last year for Detroit. We'll see what Jam- uh, Jameson Williams does for his overall impact, but so far so good. Sky Moore and Allen Robinson, a couple more wide receivers with upside. I think Robinson in the Rams uniform, you know, taking on that OBJ role, presumably. Um, we'll see how him and Van Jefferson mix, but it's exciting. I like that pick there. And Sky Moore's got obviously a lot of upside with his play style going to Kansas City. So I, I think he did good here. Win now and win in the future for your wide receivers. Um, running backs, Joe Mixon, you paired up Alvin Kamara. If he plays this year all the way, it should be great. We'll see about that. James Robinson is still recovering from that Achilles. 24 years old. It'll be his third season. 
you see a lot of people get quiet on James Robinson, but if he comes back and does what he has done, that's very effective running. We'll see about it, though. Melvin Gordon, in the meantime, and then we talked about Pacheco, who is a dart throw at the uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs at the running back spot. It's a super flex, so you got to get a couple quarterbacks. Who did he pick? He picked Tom Brady and then Matt Ryan or Daniel Jones or how will be that second one? At least nice for this year, certainly. Um, and then Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the game to round that out. Um, I'll give my commentary on this first just before kicking it over to Johnny. I think, Travi, you did a good job about preparing a win-now team that still has shelf life down the road. Um, you'll have to pick up running backs in future drafts because Kamara and Mixon, you know, a couple years likely, but that's the world we live in. Um, overall, though, I think this is a pretty solid squad where you don't have a lot of holes and you do have things down the road to still be excited for that you could bank on. What do you think, Johnny? I gave you I gave you a B for B in the playoffs for this team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a playoff. Yeah, I don't I, uh, I I waited a little too long on second quarterback, I feel like, because then I couldn't even get youth at, at second quarterback. I mean, Daniel Jones, you're banking on a lot. Decline his fifth-year option. If he pops, maybe he'll get a second contract. I just liked his rushing ability that late. Mm. I do have some terrible news, though. Apparently, my account is under review with Underdog, so I'm not able to start anything, and I don't think oh, I'm able no. to draft. I don't know what wow. I did. I guess I'm laundering money through underdog or something. We'll, we'll get this cleared up. Yeah, we'll get this cleared up. But uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, it's, oh. not work, it's not working for me. Oh, well, Sorry we'll have to go that, ahead. And, yeah, that's OK. We'll have to yeah. get that one squared up for the next time. Around. Yeah, I'll be shooting them an email while watching you guys do your your guys' draft. But we'll get we'll get the link popping here. I guess, Austin, you'll you want to Austin get the link ready and we'll talk about Austin's team, Johnny. Sounds good. All right. So uh, at quarterback, I'll just break it down by position. He took Josh Allen at the one, one here. Talked about that. Obviously the pairing with Diggs, which is very fun to a tongue of Iloa as a second quarterback there. I thought, you know, I think people are sleeping on Tua still as they have been his whole career. So we'll see there. Um, let's see. At wide receiver, Stephon Diggs at 212, Deontay Johnson at 5-1, Michael Pittman at 6-12, Brandon Ayuk at 9-1, Wandale Robinson and LaVisca Chenault there in the 15th. Oh, man, moment of silence for LaVisca. Used to love that guy. He's looking looking buried. What could have been. Um, And then at running back, 3-1, Derrick Henry, uh, 4-12, Kenneth Walker, then Elijah Mitchell. We had that conversation about the San Francisco backs. Ramondre Stevenson at 10-12. Rashad Penny in the 12th, and Zamir White in the 13th. I like the I like the, the backs. There's a lot of upside there. Um, Stephon Diggs at the 2-12. Did we already do the wide receivers? Yeah, we did. The wide yeah. Sorry. Tight end, Zach Ertz at 11-1. Um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely got the win now, like he was talking about. I think there's a lot of upside on this team. I think the running backs are strong. Um, I like his wide receivers, too. I, I'm going to go with a B. I think it's a B-plus, even. I think he's got a, he. I think he edges me out here on the quarterback situation. I gave him A-minus. A-minus, yeah, see, yeah. B-plus, A-minus. I yeah. think that's around the... Pretty, it's a pretty solid squad there. Yeah. Pretty solid. All right. He's got some upside, too. I think, like, the Zamir White and the Wando Robinson picks are fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, Zamir White is gaining on me a lot. Uh, well, I liked him before, but I didn't love his landing spot, but now I'm starting to like like it a little bit more and more. All right, Johnny, why don't you tell us uh, 
what you got going on with your stuff. Up, yeah. How I messed up this draft real quick. Uh, a Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, uh, DJ Moore, Hopkins. Again, I didn't necessarily mean to draft him, but uh, auto-picked Hopkins, Watson, and OBJ as my wide receiver stat class there. Uh, for my running backs, I waited until the fourth. I took Saquon. Then I got Leonard Fournette in the sixth. Uh, Pierce in the ninth, White to back up uh, Leonard Fournette in the 11th, and Ronald Jones in the 14th. And then my quarterback uh, quarterback room, I did Matthew Stafford, Jameis Winston, Mitch Trubisky. Not the greatest, but should get the job done there. Uh, And then tight end, I grabbed Mike Jacecki. Overall, could have been better. I think this team is pretty dangerous, to be honest. I I think that Barkley, like Barkley, is scary, but scary because the upside's really good too. Uh, you were constantly taking some picks for me. Fournette was one of them. Winston, obviously, Trubisky, some other guys there. Um, I think there's huge upside. Rashad White too to pair with Leonard Fournette, uh, especially in a dynasty, especially even in redraft. Like I think there is a world where Fournette gets hurt this year. And Rashad White is like a breakout candidate this year because he's, yeah. you know, he could do it all and he would be a one for one, you know. I mean, he uh, came out and said that, right? He came out and was like, I want to be, or I came here to be the starter, not a backup or whatever. Right. Yeah. And of course, like he's going to say, like, you love that. You love that confidence. And he's got yeah. the skill set, but, you know, we're talking about Leonard Fournette ahead of him, too, you know? So right, right. they pay who they paid the three year deal. But yeah, I think this team's really good. You got the upside with Stafford. You know, I've been warming a lot on Winston. I've given you a hard time on Winston talking about his low volume last year, but I will say, man, they've done nothing but put things around Winston in this offseason um, and really show you that if they are going to go quarterback, it might be next year, even though they've traded away some, right. you know, capital in the in the coming years to, to put this team around him. So, um, you know, I think without Kamara, you could see an, actually a pass-heavy Saints team because, you know, but they've also come out and said that they think they're going to be a win now roster. Anyways, um, I think I think this is a B for me. I think that it's not a terrible team. I think your wide receivers are dangerous. And in Dynasty, and, you know, I think that's what we want. You know, we want dangerous, youthful wide receivers with huge upside. Um, and, you know, yeah, you, you got dice rolls at uh, running back, but that's where I think you kind of want them in Dynasty. Um, and then you can try and turn those over year to year if you got the picks and the assets to do so. Yeah, you could be you could be you could be shit shit up or up, up creep without a paddle, shit out of luck, kind of. If uh, Winston and Trubisky don't hit, though, I, I would oh, say. Oh yeah, that. that could be real dangerous, real dangerous. So speaking of dangerous, we've got our underdog best ball twelve team five dollar yeah, entry in there. created. Oh. We got in. We got location access granted we've got teams coming in so whisper nation go ahead and use the link that's been included here in the comments to join our live best ball draft this is a real draft real money using the betting platform underdog fantasy it is a great platform we love it i've been making a lot of money on on football gambling back in the season and then losing a lot of money on basketball gambling as the season has progressed it has been a very fun time regardless and we'd love to draft alongside with you so jump in on one of those links and we'll see you here soon i am in all right all right we've got johnny in there as well we got a couple more we got 10 more spots available so jump on in here 
Looks like Twitter's down. I went to go tweet it out for us. And... Uh-oh, Twitter's down? Elon shut it down, dude. He's not a big fan of the best ball drafts going on. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got four people in there. So uh, we'll get this one. We'll try to get this one filled up. And if we're not able to get that whole thing filled up, we'll just back out of that and do a six-person, um, which we will have no problem doing if that's the route we have to go. But we'll get this one. Um, we'll give it a little bit more time as we work through these before we make the call to switch it to a smaller room. Yeah, I dropped it in Discord. If Twitter comes up, I'll I'll get it out there too. Maybe you're just being hacked, Travi. Could be. Who knows? Could be. Elon's after me. So should we rock with Smitty Saitow next? Yeah, let's jump into Smitty's squad. Smitty. All right. All right I. Uh, you want me to take this one? I do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. So next up, we got Smitty Saital draft from the two spot. Took Herbert in the first with his first pick. Paired that with Trey Lance all the way down in the fourth round there, and then also picked up Jared Goff in the twelfth round to round his quarterback class or quarterback group, I should say. Uh, running backs grabbed Austin Eckler in the second. Then he grabbed and waited all the way to the seventh round to grab A.J. Dillon, followed by Tony Pollard in the eighth. Grabbed my guy Isaiah Spiller in the tenth round to pair with Austin Eckler. Uh, and then also grabbed Naheem Hines all the way down in the 15th. Paired that with the wide receivers of Debo Samuel in the third. Olave in the sixth, rookie there. Uh, Hunter Renfro in the eighth, or sorry, excuse me, the ninth, which I still think is a, a disrespectful, uh, or I, I think it's kind of crazy how, how low uh, Hunter Renfro is still going. Uh, and then he was Calvin Ridley, who will be out this next year, grabbed him in the 11th, Tyler Boyd in the 13th, Van Jefferson in the 14th. And the tight end for this team is Travis Kelsey. Overall, overall is a pretty solid team. Um, lack the lack of depth at the running back as of right this second is concerning. I do like AJ Dillon. I think that he could be uh, have a huge role this next season. Um, but you're looking at you know Tony Pollard could have a limited role there, uh, and then Hines. We already obviously know how that's that's pretty limited. So overall. Austin, what are you giving Smitty? I like the <sighs> the yeah, floor is low. The yeah. floor is really low on this squad. The ceiling is nice. Herbert, Trey Lance, Eckler. The floor is so low on this team. Like Justin Herbert is the only guy I think who has a high floor. Austin Eckler might be getting less than fifteen touches, and if he reduces his efficiency, you're in trouble. Debo Samuel's looking to have a different role than what he had last year. He he wants that different role. Lave's a rookie. Renfro was a darling. Ridley's gone. I mean, he's not gone, but he's not playing. He's gone. Yeah. Um, Kelsey's getting older. Um, Dylan, like we said, might never be a starting running back his entire career. Pollard, same thing. Spiller, same thing. Hines, probably. Um the ceiling is okay if things work out in a lot of these spaces. I got to go like C plus, C plus on this one. Yeah. All right. C crabby. for ceiling. Oh. Which is, uh, what he has. I mean, C for ceiling. Uh, that's I like all that. he has, yeah. right? Like I, 
unfortunately, Smitty, I love this team. Like on paper, man. I mean, yeah, I've got a actually, boner. I've got a boner looking at this team. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, this team could hit like 150 points in PPR, uh, or I'm or, uh, in non PPR. So I th- I think it's a great like swing. But uh, like Austin said, there's just too much. I mean, he broke it down really well there. Like Debo Samuel could be not what we thought. Like maybe they transition to more Ayuk. I love Olave, but maybe is never a number one wide receiver. Um, yeah, there's just a lot to, and it could be the best team. Like it could yeah. be that way, but we, again, and I want to say whisper nation, we got six spots left. we got half the room filled up for our underdog best ball draft that we're going to be doing as soon as we get this one filled up. So join it through the link. I just dropped in the comment section, got a handful of more spots available. We'll give it a little bit more time before we pivot to go in another direction. Try to get that room filled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tweet it out right now. Is it working for you? My Twitter is working. Maybe it is me, dude. I don't know what's going on. You're just banning all your stuff today, dude. Yeah, they're scooping it out. All right, as we do that, which team do we have on here next, Johnny? Brocal? Yeah. Hold on, let me pull up that window. Brocal. Boom. So Brokow in the third overall spot takes Jonathan Taylor first half back off the board after a couple of quarterbacks went ahead of him, picks up new Las Vegas Raiders weapon, Devonte Adams in the second, looking like building a win now approach. Let's see who he picks up at quarterback Deshaun Watson will be good. Whenever he starts playing, we imagine um, Justin Fields. We also think he should be pretty good once he's playing. I don't know if Chicago is intentionally hurting him by not grabbing any weapons and letting Allen Robinson go, but it seems like they're not trying to improve their offense all that much. Tell me what that means, Whisper Nation. But then Drake London, he goes, yeah, you know, now he's kind of switching up in a different route. So he picked up Devontae Adams, but then goes with a rookie wide receiver as his number two. Darnell Mooney is his third wide receiver. We talked about Allen Robinson leaving Chicago. Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields did show really nice rapport. So I think Darnell Mooney is actually setting up for a really good season in 2022. Brandon Cooks, I expect to just do his boring wide receiver two thing like he does. You're not going to want him on your squad, but you're probably going to want the points he produces at the end of the year. Um, Alec Pierce was one of this entire panel's uh, rookie draft second round favorites just shows a really nice set of physical skills and going over to Indianapolis with Matt Ryan behind center who traditionally favors his number two wide receiver Um, and with Michael Pittman being there Alec Pierce would serve that number two role I think he's actually kind of in for a sneaky spot that's going to be fun Um, Tolbert there Travi really likes him coming in this year so interesting I, I I like these pieces, but I don't see a lot of consistency in terms of a theme. Like, are we winning now or are we winning later? So we'll have to see about that one. I don't know. We could be winning in about two minutes because we have two people left before we're filled up over there on under. Hey, we just need Let's two more go. spots, two more to get filled up. With I like what you said here, Austin, about like not knowing the theme of this team. But I will just say that like maybe that's the maybe that's a little bit of the ticket here. Maybe you want to be a little bit balanced, right? And have a little bit of both. I like the upside swing for fields. If we still think he's got the ceiling, you know, I don't know if Chicago still believes that, but I think that, you know, it definitely has the ceiling, right? Yeah. I mean, he should in my mind. Yeah. But I think that Chicago has done, I mean, he just did not playing fucking stupid. Yeah. They're just, they're just doing some dumb stuff. So, and I think this is something where they actually believe like, Hey, we're not going to, 
play for this year. We're going to play for future, you know, years. And then if fields can't rise above it, then we move on. And that's unfortunate because I think fields has deep ball ability, running ability that can make them very exciting if they decided to roll with that. But as far as this team, I I think it's a, a B minus C plus. And I think I would favor on C plus just because of the QB situation, like we talked about. Um, But I I still think I like, you know, some of these pieces are really, really nice. Like uh, the wide receivers are a little bit sketchy. I'll give you that. Like Adams and his new team, Drake. And then the running backs, you know, after Taylor, CEH, Harris, Williams. Yeah. Harris. That's okay. I I would go. I would go. I think, I think it's C plus, but yeah, I'm with you. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry. Sorry. I just realized that. Well, I thought Watson was the second quarterback. Oh. Watson is a second yeah. quarterback. Would be well, really he could fun. be a second quarterback if you just could be. If you put I mean, he will start to be his third yeah. quarterback. If you put him underneath yeah. fields, like well, he, yeah, uh, he's, okay. uh, he's going to be his third quarterback. Yeah, I, one I, I, more. One we got more. one more Whisper Nation. One, one more, more to join our best it ball. It would be zero, but they logged Travis out. They said Travis they kicked you can't his ass do that. out. Yeah, dude. Travis, we need to investigate some of your shenanigans, Mister. BS, dude. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, Bill. Our draft starts begins soon. Hey. We are whisper grades, whisper nation. We are Sorry. bumping the draft grades in favor of the best ball tournament. That's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Let's get this motherfucking trip going. I'm fucking stoked. It's starting in 55 seconds. 50 40 seconds. seconds. 40 seconds. All right. Johnny, do you, oh, you have mean, access was... to the yeah, – oh, Yes. That. Oh, I'm getting excited. Well, I am show getting... me, Johnny. I want to at least see if I can't be in there, dude. He's so fucking pumped up for this best ball draft, boys. And Austin's just excited because I'm not in it, dude. That's what he's, he's pumped, dude. Dude, I walk into rooms and Travis isn't here, and I just go, yes! <laughs> we did it. No, man, I've you're one of my favorite people on earth, Travis. I walk in rooms without you and I go, you know what make this room better? Cake. Travis. And then I say Travis. <laughs> and then oh my guys cake Travis. sounds so good right now. I don't I mean, even I could know really what. go for oh, some, that some sounds good so ass good. cake. I could really Trace go. Trace Leches. Do you like Trace Leches? I love Trace Leches. I, oh, I do like Trace Leches. Billy Chelsea's smiling about the cake comment. She loves Trace Leches comment. She'll get she'll make a quattro leche. She'll just ask for a cup of milk and just freaking pour it on top. <laughs> but she does. It's weird. She's <laughs> She's like, wait, I've never done that. <laughs> I've never, ever done that. Yeah, but I see the uh, way she slurps that milk up afterwards, and it's obscene. So you can't tell me she wouldn't like an extra cup of leches, make it a cuatro oh, or cinco leches cake. She's all <laughs> – she's see the look she's giving me right now. She's like, she's like not- quit talking about me and milk, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I do love a good glass of milk. I mean, I really used to. You put ice in your milk? No. I think it's – I don't. I th- I don't either. But Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, that sounded like Jack, you did, no, and then you no, no, and then you Jack, saw our faces, and you're like, no, no. I, don't, I don't do that. <laughs> no, I don't do that, bro. I, I, I don't, don't do that, bro. Do that. No, the reason I asked that is because last night or two nights ago, Shaq was saying that that's what he likes to do is put ice in his milk, and I just think that's the weirdest thing. Even though it does kind of make sense because it's just like, oh, there's water already in your milk. So basically, even if it melts, it's just water. You know, it's like 1% milk or whatever. But I could never bring myself to putting ice in my milk. It's weird to me. Yeah, it's weird. 
It's weird it's, enough that we drink milk and then you're going to put ice in it. I mean, it's so love- weird that we drink freaking cow milk, dude. Like you watch what cow milk does. It takes a freaking like baby ass animal and makes that thing 500 pounds like that. And we're like, yeah. you know what? Give me that. You know what? That's what I want. Add some sugar to it. Yeah. yeah. I fucking love milk though. You covered that up. It's beautifully done. No one suspects you. That reminds me, and I want to know if anybody else has any stories in here, because we've all heard them at least. Maybe you've been guilty of creating a few of these moments of your own, but you start talking to a group of people, and you think everybody has a shared experience around something, and you're like, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, um, oh, I won't say the one that actually I remember uh, my friend <laughs> Oh, that one's actually too bad. I can't give that, that example. example. I probably yeah. shouldn't uh, divulge yeah. this information yeah. about this person on the podcast. Uh, Is yeah, it this... Kelsey again? You're like, side no, no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. it wasn't... <laughs> no, it was. Well, I'll just. I'm uh, fine. I will say it on this one. It's, a, it's a good... about wiping. No. no. Uh. So we were we were at we were. I'll, I'll use. I'll be a little discretionary with yeah, my language. Some on fake this names. One. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, it was like in high school, knows. and, oh, the, and okay. the homies are just sitting around out, you know, like outside. And the, oh, and the, I remember this. Greg is like, I, no, oh it, no, it's like, it's, <laughs> what is going I'm on? I'm sorry, Austin. You gotta finish. I'm sorry. You guys, how do we work your way? This is a blaming you on this, one, Johnny, for taking us this direction. But when <laughs> our, my, my my homie George, we'll call him George, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, everybody's everybody's tasted their own product. If you will, everyone's everyone's everyone has tasted their own what? their own yeah. product, their own man, you juice. know, just like that. Like, yeah, your own man juice. Everyone's tasted their own man juice. And the whole group of us dudes were like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah it's like one of those things. You know, like, every, we don't talk about it, but everybody's tasted their own. Oh, I have a story, too. And we're like, oh, my God. bro, I honest swear to God have not. I'm not knocking you. No. You know, I get it. But I, Dude, that's another I one. Johnny's like, you guys haven't done that. Yeah, but it, you guys haven't done that. You guys got this one. No, this was definitely not me in this story. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Johnny. I don't know. This figure. But it's one of those ones. Like, yeah, you know, like everybody, like everybody dances in their underwear on their kitchen counter to Britney Spears once or twice, right? And you're like, that's that's cool, man. But no, I've never, I've never done that. I've never done that before. Yeah, but we all got those little ones. So Ronald uh, says, "Yep, should have stopped." Well, you me know. And, me and all uh, gas, no breaks. Me and Zabo, who's in our league of record in our dynasty league of record, had a coworker who's a sales manager, uh, and we'll just we'll call him Willie. Shout out Willie if you're listening. I don't What's know up, Willie, you're... but he he came in one time and he was he had had some time off. He was sick. And he goes, "You know, you ever just been so sick that you shit the bed?" And we we're like, you got. He's like, you guys know, right? And we're like, what? No, dude. Like, you know, I understand. Like, like maybe you accidentally, you know, you had an accident and you crapped your pants or something. You know, like whatever. That shit happens, right? That's what they say. But you got so sick that you stayed laying in bed and just went for it. You're just like, or like the diary was so bad you just laid there. Like, no, no way. And now that we've, you know, really divulged both parts of your body exp- expelling yeah. things you know but yeah yep should have stopped but we didn't <laughs> yeah, but we did we didn't well we didn't. but we didn't and we won't what are you guys doing man we're trying to win this draft my dude all i know That's is we're trying to do if, if i was in this my team would be so stacked 
Can I tell you how much uh, how much less excitement is here in a twelve person best ball versus our six person? <laughs> I come around to the second round. I'm like, uh, where's all the fucking studs, yo? Yeah, like, yeah, where's all the actually, studs? Like, wait a second, I can't. I can't. I was looking at the running guy. backs. I was like, I don't want to think about taking Josh Jacobs here. No. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't. Derrick Henry should still be available right now in the second round. I want him. Where is he at? Give me Derrick Henry. Who took him? You did. No. You took him from Jeff me. Jeff Byrona. Scott has him. Scott got oh, him. Oh, you would, Scott. Yeah, Scott you got would. him. You would. You do it. So who do I take in Dynasty? I'm going to take Haskins. Is that the, the running yeah, back for Tennessee? Yeah. I think that's smart. I yeah, think I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I think you shouldn't waste a pick on that. So he only has one measurement because apparently he went to the combine and was injured but still did bench press. It was 27 times. He was already, like, hurt but did bench press. Because he wanted to to show people, hey, I got a big chest. Mr. Big Chest. You know what that means. Yeah. Big bra? Your boy can play. I don't know. I don't know if that's what that really means. But I will say that uh, I did think it was odd that he didn't. Like, why? Yeah, I don't know why you do that one thing. Well, I think he was hurt, right? Like, I think he didn't. Or it was I some know, sort of lower do... body thing. Because he wanted yeah, I... to, I don't know, maybe hurt his upper body, I guess. I think it's so smart <laughs> when guys, like, come and, they, and don't keep the mystery box appeal. There's real benefit to presenting yourself as a mystery box. People get titillated. They get excited by what could be. It's like, man, titillated. I, yeah, you know, I, and we talked about Baker Mayfield earlier. I really think he did himself a tremendous disservice trying to demonstrate how tough he was. Noble, if that's what your goal there was to do. But like not the best business decision because now we know what you're like when you play injured and it's not awesome. Oh, good question. What's up, guys? What's up, Tanner? What's up, Tanner? What up, Tanner? Hit that subscribe. Welcome in. Said, what's up, guys? Would you trade DK and Albert O for DeAndre Swift? I don't know if this is Dynasty. It's obviously Dynasty, probably. Uh, I would. I would get Swift in return. Although, I do like Albert O's upside this year. Albert uh, O. Yeah, yeah he's like the Albert. projected starting tight end for Den- uh, Denver. Now that Denver, no offense, yeah. I don't know how to say his last name, so everybody calls him Alberto. Um, would you trade away DK and get Albert O and Swift in return? Johnny, I don't, I'll kick this to you because no. you're the Swift guy. I want to hear if no, this is enough it's to get DK, you. It's DK and Albert O. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said, to get Swift. That's why I'm asking you. I thought you just said DK for Swift and Albert O. No, I didn't. Okay. Check, check the film. Check, 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 check the check Here, the film. Quit, quit delaying this, and answer the question. Yeah. This deal. Um, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Would you do the deal, Joe wait, Biden? So you want to know if me? <laughs> so you're asking Johnny, me. Well, let me if, get this straight. Let me. Wait, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Uh, yeah. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and uh, you're asking me a question. And the question you're asking is, would you trade DK and Alberto to get Swift? Yeah, and the answer is it depends on what your roster looks okay. like. Okay, because because Typical well, politician, no, yeah. it's a, because here's why I will I say that. 
I don't mind trading. Uh, I don't mind this deal for getting DeAndre Swift, but I'm not going to make this deal if I don't have, you know, somewhat good receivers behind it. Like if I'm if DK is my clear cut number one best wide receiver, I'm not going to trade him for DeAndre Swift. If I, you know, like I'm not going to trade one hole for another hole. However, mm. well said. If if uh, unless you know. <laughs> That. Get sexual. Yeah, I <laughs> knew he wanted to. Yeah, I knew. I, I did. I, unless to. the hole is attached to a better looking person. Yeah. yeah. Um, then I might upgrade it. Then I might upgrade. No, but if it's, if it, I do, if you're just asking me straight up, like for next year, who would I rather have, DK or Swift? I'd rather have Swift next year. And I think uh, Swift will have a significantly better year than DK just because of the roles that they they play on and the, uh, and the team. Like, I do think Detroit will be fairly good next year. Detroit's low-key on the up. Yeah, but it's it's also not against – it's also not just next year, right? We're talking dynasty, right? So, Johnny, you did make the case for DK long-term. You think that Seattle could turn it around faster than we think. I don't actually necessarily agree with that, but um, I think you're taking a bigger crapshoot. I'm with you, though. I take Swift here in this deal because the arrows are way more up for the the Lions – and I think we've already seen the receiving prowess that Swift has. So especially if you're in PPR, Tanner, like give me give me Swift. Like I think that's a valuable piece. Swift is one of the few dynasty running backs that I really do like because they're not it doesn't seem like they're interested in running him into the ground. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna be using him effectively. And yeah, Jamal Williams still accounts for some good money on their on their books. He's been so. an efficient runner, he's been really effective. And I think he's going to have a longer shelf life than some of these other running backs we see. So um, I like DeAndre Swift as a, as a running back, but I will say it makes it really hard for me to get rid of DK. I think I'm the biggest DK supporter on the squad here. I just really like what DK brings from a value over other wide receiver standpoint. Like he's different. He's so fast. He's so big. He's so strong. It's hard to replicate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If it's Dynasty, though, uh, and you're giving away DK and Albert O, I'm trying to get another little draft pick on top of Swift. I would try to get, like, a fifth rounder, fourth rounder, even if it's, like, you know, in 2023 or 2024. What up? Love you, Jersey Jay. Hey, boys. I'm going to say I've been watching the videos and love the content. It's a reminder. Jersey J gives us a nice reminder. You can check out all the other content we've been putting out. Make sure you're subscribed. Hit the notifications. Got Love good shit Jersey coming J your way. Yeah. You still in Italy? You hanging out? You hanging out over yeah, there? I just back. have zero faith in Brees Hall. He commented this on a video as well. He says he thinks he's going to be a bust. Why? Probably because he looks at Brees Hall without his shirt, and then he looks at himself. And he's just yeah, like, and he's like, this, this is nothing, guy has dude. Nothing on me, dude. Put me behind that Jets O line. Watch me go. Jets are a fun team, man. And I don't even care if Zach Wilson isn't good. They'll learn about that soon enough. They've got enough pieces on defense and offense, I think, to tread water at least. Even if they don't uh even if 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 Zach Wilson isn't awesome. And even if Reese Hall isn't awesome either. Like they've they've got a ton of other running backs. Michael Carter looked fine. Tevin Coleman, you know, he'll figure it out again. How come no one tells Johnny when his volume drops out? I'm just like, yeah, it's not by design. I I, I can't tell that his volume's out at 
Is it? Yeah, when did my volume drop out? Oh, I'm on the clock. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it... (laughs) It is weird how sometimes you can tell when your volume drops, and then other times you can't necessarily tell when your volume drops on here. You got no snare in your head? Yeah. Has my volume been dropped this whole time? This whole whole show? No. I think it's been fine. I've been able to hear you make such takes as comparing... uh, Comparing what backfield was it that you compared to the Imagine Dragon songs Thunder? You had uh, you had you had some yeah, stuff uh, going on there. 49ers. Lightning, yeah, 49ers. 49ers see? Yeah. So, not just a song by Imagine is Dragons, that, is that but wrong? also, no, I thought it was great. Good, because thought it was great. There was going to be some consequences if you would have said else. Other, yeah, like you maybe using that those drops some more. Oh, you want me to? The ill-time hey, drops. Hey, hey. Yeah, dude, after the show, bro. Coming after you, don't even. Oh, shit. No, that's, that's pretty funny. funny. Yeah. No, it's more like this after the show, dude. It's cr- crickets. Crickets. I'm on the clock, speaking of. Who are you taking, man? Who are you thinking about in the fifth round? Dang, dude, only the fifth round? Yeah, twelve teamer, dude. Yeah, that's right. Is it twenty? Go, is it 20, go, 20 people again? No, it's not a twenty. Yeah, do I go Elijah? Twenty Mitchell person roster, is it? I, I almost did. Elijah, I'm gonna go Elijah on that one. And we'll see if my guy falls around on the other side. It is kind of yeah. weird, like being only like doing a bunch of six, you know, just like six people, and then all of a sudden being in a twelve person <laughs> best ball is pretty wild because you're expecting to, you know, be easily like, okay, I'm choosing bu- between a bunch of good players here. Now it's like, oh, wait, I actually have to really think about you actually you know, have to try. The upside. Yeah. yeah. What's the upside of this guy? Especially because we're putting a big old uh, five burger on this, on this uh, draft here. That's right. $5 on this one. So if you, so basically what you're saying though, if you win this one, you're going to be rich. Damn you underdog. Yeah. Yeah, Travis could have won. You could have been. I think they knew they were on. They were probably on to my exposure and realized I have the best squads, and they just had to keep me from competing. I will say they had to stop the count, dude. They have a they have a best ball tournament right now on Underdog. It's like a twenty five dollar entry fee, but the first first and I don't I didn't quite read the rules, but it said like first you get a mil a milli, dude. Oh. Are you talking about for the their big one, yeah. Underdog's big tournament? Yeah, yeah. It's a we should maybe we should do a show where we all try and we do one of those? do a roster in there. Maybe not together. Know, yeah, probably not together. But like we each pretty, do it, and then that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, it would be. Ronald, uh, this is getting a little creepy. He says I like when Johnny's glasses fall down and nose his nose, and then he rubs his beard while he thinks, and he looks like an old professor. Professor Ron, Ron wants to role play, in. dude. Dude. He sees you as a part of his tribe, Johnny. He sees yeah, you, the fellow prof, a fellow gonna, prof. I did it before, and I'm going to do it again. My guy here, I'll do it again. Bop bop. AJ Dillon, baby. Bop, bop. Dude, Johnny, again. Johnny was unfazed by us trying to get in his head right there. He's just like, I'm going to go AJ Dillon. I don't, I don't hear anything he you're loves saying. Loves AJ yeah, Dillon. I've seen yeah, him just going traded. heavy on this. Dude, I'm in not going to lie. I think I have. So many. I think I've drafted AJ Dillon every single one of my uh, best ball teams. 
I hear you, man. It's just, and yeah, I, and I've and I've, I've seen this this, this subtle dynasty. besmirchment you've put upon Aaron Jones. It's not just, a, it's not a disparagement. Uh, bis- yeah, it's not a besmirchment, dude. Disparaging comments. It's, it's I am I am fully aboard. And and buying into the hot sauce that Big Travis cooking over there. I I think it is going to be a very run heavy offense. I think that they are going to start to transition. Now, does that mean Aaron Rodgers just all of a sudden does not throw it all? No, I don't think that that's what it means. No, it doesn't mean that. But I do think you remember what the you remember how the Green Bay Packers beat the Arizona Cardinals in Week Eight without without Devontae Adams. They did a bunch of screens to the outside with their and we pounded it up your ass. Yes, and that's exactly what I think they're going to continue to do. And there is no guy that can stop AJ Dillon like this. Is growth, people. Is this is this is from Johnny calling that win the Packers over the Cardinals a fluke win. To now him deciding I mean, his whole outlook on a player in fantasy because of that game is truly growth, people. We just have to take not, a note here. So no, it wasn't a fluke game. Like, they were the better team, and they went out and they showed it. And now they were such a good team that Johnny is is forecasting that to be more of the same next year and taking a player because of it. I'm with you. I think A.J. Dillon's a great best ball player. I also think that Aaron Aaron Jones deserves some nod in, in, in best ball. Yeah, and I think, in I think Aaron well. Jones is going to be – Aaron Jones is going to feast, especially in the passing game. Um, but, I but I will say, that. like, injury-wise, Aaron Jones hasn't been clean his whole career. So that that's a good bet, like, especially in best ball. I think I like A.J. Dillon. And, and the thing that I learned about Dillon that I did not know until last year was that he actually does have some good hands, and he can catch. Yeah, so he did. He did uh, really improve in that. That might have been where he improved the most. Yeah. So can I get Whisper Nation's take on this one? I've been I've just been kind of saying this about halfbacks with hands, and Travis is all uh, – Travis – and I have been like kind of joking about it when we're talking about a pass catching prowess from these halfbacks. And I'm like, it's a 15 yard pass. If that it's like they're 15 feet. Like how hard is it to catch a ball? Wait, is it 15 yards? It's a pressure. It's a pressure, man. It's when you hear those footsteps of a 250 pound linebacker breathing down your throat, ready to lay the lumber as soon as you catch the ball. Do you ever see oh, that, dude? Do you ever see oh, that God. video, bro? Do you ever see the video of uh, Reggie Bush just getting laid out to dry by by I believe it was Michael Vick uh, against the Saints, dude? It was that was like I have no oh idea that how, hit yeah. against the Eagles, I think. Yes. Yeah, yes. dude, that was one of the gnarliest hits I've ever seen dude, in real time. I, it was absolutely. I was like, oh my gosh, how is he actually not dead right now? I remember where I was watching that game. When that hit happened with my dad, that was well, nuts. Where, where were you? You can't just say living I remember room. It and then... I was just in my living room. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, that hit was nuts. That hit was disgusting. That was like back in the day when Madden had truck stick. That would be like a tr- you Madden don't have truck stick anymore. I mean, they could. I, I was in a minute. I was just trying to look up, you know, force missed tackles to see where AJ Dillon was, because Ron's over here saying that lots of people can stop AJ Dillon. Oh, is, oh, okay. I, I'd like have to see Ron lined yeah, up in an alley yeah. against AJ Dillon, but like I that's neither him. here nor there. But um, so I looked it up. Do you know who number one in the NFL in force missed tackles for 2021 was? AJ Dillon, baby. No, Tell Michael me. Carter. Yeah. Oh. 
Wow. So again, interesting. The Jets, man, strengthening strengths, I suppose. Dude, Jets. Who's I number think two? Be another Javante yeah. Williams. Number three okay. was Dearness Johnson. This is a rate though, so it's like on there. No. Well, where's AJ on that on that rating? And I'll tell well, you it only gives me ten, and he didn't make ten. Rashad oh, Penny boy. made eight. Devin How Singletary did at number Penny 10. Make eight. The dude played two games. He had thirty-one missed tackles, forced on one hundred and twenty-five carries. What a stud! Or one hundred and twenty-five touches. I really hope Penny's the real deal, just because like. He That's such a this. question mark, guys. No, 100%. I'm not saying it's not a question mark. I'm, <clears throat> I'm just saying for himself, for the fact that he's put himself through all this and he actually did show the glimpse, I really hope it was just not a fluky kind of thing. I really hope for him. What? Why is my Twitter not working? Dude, did Elon Twitter's, Musk? Dude, Twitter's not working. Twitter's your underdog's not, not working. Is your phone just not working, dude? Check your – restart your phone. I quit today, dude. Our Quitting it. Heads are falling off. Who do we I got? No here? food. Got no job. I got to take a quarterback here. Have yeah, there's some yet? big questions left. Uh, Even yeah, after the draft, lead. right? Even after we saw some stuff, the 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 Seahawks backfield because Chris Carson. They said in the press conference, if that dude comes back, he's the starter. They they literally said that about Carson, so it's like, and I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. No, like this this team does whatever they want. Oh, how horrendous is that? Yeah, there's so no way there's no way he comes. I don't back, think he though. comes back, but the the fact that they're leaving the door open <laughs> for that. And I read maybe, some. Hey, they've maybe, said maybe, well, to too, maybe, just, maybe the maybe they're like, yo, we practiced that juju with Penny. And look, it, it turned out. It worked out. We just kept leaving the door open, wishing for, you know, the best the scenario. Is they're, they're like San Fran, no allegiance to these backs. They don't care. They're just going to cycle through. They literally are hot hand, mm-hmm. and that's what it's going to be. And so do I think Walker's great? Do I think, you know, the draft I mean, capital is technically there? But, like, whatever. I sent you that list of running backs, Travis, yeah, for the last 10 years. That. that running back list from Seattle is, is since 2011, and it's like there's so many names on that list and so many fantasy darlings. You know, the guys we just talked about, Rashad Penny, Chris Carson. I mentioned him earlier, Thomas Rawls. Like, that was a fun name there for a minute. Marshawn Lynch, Homer, Alex uh, – Alex Collins, let's call him Alex Manson. Yeah. Alex Collins <laughs> on this one, Alex like Manson. Christine Michael, uh, Christine Michael, uh, and Bob Turbo. Oh yeah, Eddie Lacy. I forgot Jeez Eddie Lacy. Seattle. Like these guys were all decent running backs. DJ Dallas had two good games two years ago. Like, yeah, and I agree with Mike here. Carson is not coming back. Yeah, I don't think he, he might try to. He seems like a guy who would put a, a real college try in there and probably make crazy ground and have a really inspiring story ahead. But the dude has been dealing with neck issues for a while. And, like, you're a running back, dude, who who plays the game with a violent edge. Like, you don't got a lot of time left, if any at all. And that's not a bad thing, dude. Enjoy your life. Just live your life. Hey. Hey. 
Also dropped the Kevin Saber. Like, I don't, who knows if that matters? Yeah, like again, you're you're not going to win an argument when we're talking about Rashad Penny in the same sentence, who was wet, drafted where? First, first round. So, do you think that they care about draft capital? Also, they clearly don't because they're the Seahawks. Yeah. I don't I'm just I'm not in on Kenneth Walker as much as I love the prospect. I love him as a runner. Has anybody um anybody in Whisper Nation drafted Rashad Penny in a rookie draft in your dynasty situation? That to me is just kind of funny, you know what I mean? Like if you picked up Rashad Penny what 5 years ago and you just had to deal with year end cuts oh, like yeah, do i cut so this guy or not do i cut yeah. this guy or not do i cut this guy or not and then all of a sudden five years later in the last six weeks of football he's the number one overall halfback in uh like we we really under speak the rashad penny impact of last year six games is a third of the season guys like more than a third of the season for more than a third of the year, he was the number one overall halfback. That's awesome. Like, how is this guy, even with all of the other question marks, like, where is he, where logically should he be going in a redraft format? Top five rounds? Like, should he be, should he be available in round six, Rashad Penny? Yeah. Well, now after Kenneth Walker, for sure. I guess so, but like. We'll see. We'll see what happens in camp too. Like we're gonna—that's the the next exciting piece. You know, we get rookie camps. We start getting training camp. We start hearing about how these battles are working out. We're gonna start hearing about that guy who, whatever receiver can't be covered in practice. We're gonna see those hype videos from receivers catching some dope passes. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. We're going to start oh, getting like, the, high videos. the videos where it just shows quick cuts, oh, yeah. the dude. ball in the hands, hey, the foot yeah. on the grass, Bro, some, the... some scary inspirational music, <laughs> some oh, dark the... cinematic landscaping. And then yeah, it's like, like, oh, it's like, oh, Tyreek Hill and, and uh, Tua Tagovailoa have been putting in work. And it's just like, pitch. Bro, it's the, like you play catch with your dad. Hey, Bateman it's like was going to be the best wide receiver of all time last year, according to the preseason hype video. I am excited about Rashad Bateman. Bateman's good. So, like, I, I won't. I, I I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to give you that take. To I mean, to last other. year when you saw that hype video, did you instantly like you were like, oh, well, I don't know what hype video you're talking about. The so. one where he burnt the, you know, he burnt Humphreys. Right. It was like, and the thing was, is Lamar didn't even throw him that ball and everyone still <laughs> got. Hooked. Oh, yeah. I, I remember you talking about this video because you were upset. Yeah. Cause Lamar didn't throw it to him. Right. Because your Lamar hate is bar none. I mean, it's pretty on point. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, we know you do. What's more on point, the Lamar hate or the Kyler love? I was talking about uh, to one of my neighbors today about Kyler Murray and talking about the decision makings and stuff. He said that he wouldn't trade Daniel if if the he's a Giants fan and he said if the Giants traded Daniel Jones for Kyler Murray he'd be pissed. Yeah, so well that guy and sounds I was like an old head. I was like, uh, I think you're going a little far there, but. Like I understand why certain people get turned off by Kyler. I, I get it. Is it ideal? I mean, I can believe that this but... guy said that because, like, my sister-in-law told me last year, last summer, 
maybe it was last last spring that she was over Russell Wilson's crap and she'd trade him right now. And they, you know, they did end up trading him. And I'm just like, really? Like, they're going to realize what she, like, this what is what you had. guys, that's, and, and Austin's been in there with Rogers too. Like Austin's been like, get rid of him. And I, and I feel it. I feel how you can get there. But again, like we said, kind of on the draft coverage, I don't, I'm taking the chance at the field tilter every time, you know, but that's kind of why we get the these... field tilted up to which point. Like, that's my whole thing on it. Like, I yeah. know that Rogers is going to mess up your everyday average NFL player. But when we get to the best of the best deep in the playoffs, is he still able to tilt it or does he crumble? Is anybody else that's available better than Rogers? We won't know unless we try. Baker. Yeah. Better than live in fear. Devil. Faith over fear, my dude. Faith over better, fear. Better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Better I don't want to. I don't want to end up with Jimmy Garoppolo because we're like, oh god, he was such a diva, and we end up with Jimmy G or Baker, and we're like, what the fuck did we do that? I guess I just don't. See, I don't see where difference. I was just losing anything. I don't want to. I don't want to trade away Russell Wilson and end up with Drew Locke and Geno Smith and be like, oh god, <laughs> dude, that's the thing. What do you have with I'm, Russell Smith? Have, I'm Russell different. That's the thing. I've been I've been a Cardinals fan and I know what it's like to not have a quarterback and be searching forever for that quarterback. So when we get one and and he wants to, you know, flex a little bit, I'm willing to take let a little him flex, bit. Man. Yeah, I'll let him flex, do his thing. I realize you're twenty four and um, you know, I I am not there's a lot of there's a lot of wise twenty four year olds out there, and there's a lot of ass hat twenty four year olds out there. Hundred percent. And we can like we can pin and be like, yeah, he's twenty four, and be like, okay, that okay, that's not an out for me. And I don't think the questions to his character or his preparation have anything to do with his age. I think it has to do with who he is. Well, would you trade away Kyler Murray right now? All these guys are doing Austin? this. Depends on what's on the table. Contract. I I would trade him. I want to trade Kyler Murray because I don't think I think these are real red flags that you will continually end up dealing with in one way or another down the road. I also think they demonstrate this guy rides on ego. And while ego can be strong, it's always fragile. It's always breakable. It's always shatterable. And I think the two quarterbacks we've just mentioned rely a lot on their ego. And that's Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, ego is so freaking good because he's one of the best to ever do it. Yet he continually breaks late in the playoffs when the pressure gets high, it, it's it's not the best way to maximize what you got. And I see both of those guys riding that type of energy, and I think both of them are not going to be as good as they could be, and I think both of them will crumble when the pressure gets really high. So, yeah, I'm ready to deal them out. Damn it, dude. I have no good, like... Yeah. Maybe, maybe Gronk. I, just I hear you. It's like a Russell, like I would, like a Russell Wilson, a Tom Brady, um, even like a Derek Carr, to be honest, like a guy who is really about making his whole team better, a guy who opens up his doors, his heart, um, is like, let's all be in this together, let's all make each other better, let's go. I'm the leader of this team. I ha- I have a huge impact on the culture, and I take that really seriously because I take this team really seriously. I take winning really seriously. So I got to take this role and, and act appropriately. I don't see Rodgers or Kyler Murray doing either of those things. That's concerning for me as the head of the organization from a player standpoint. Yeah, I would trade Kyler Murray for sure. I trade Aaron Rodgers as well. Can't do that anymore because of the, the, the situation with Aaron Rodgers. But with Kyler Murray, you might be able to do that. 
And like Johnny brings up the point of, you know, I'm a Cardinals fan and a Packers fan. And I, it's when you're thirsty for a quarterback, when you're thirsty for anything, you'll drink fucking salt water, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, give me a shot. I'm so thirsty. I'm not thinking clearly, you know, and you'll do something bad for yourself. Aaron Rodgers has been our dude and been one of the best for, you know, we're pushing like almost 20 years. Now it's going on this point. We got a Super Bowl. We got a lot of MVPs. It's really cool always being a contender. I'm at the point now where I'm sick of losing in the playoffs. I'd rather gamble and try to win it all than like win double digit wins again and lose in the NFC championship or the round or two before. I'm ready to like, let's, let's try for it all. Love the memories, love what we've done, but I'm, I'm ready to reach for more. Yeah, I just don't think that those deals are on the table for you to go and get like a, a guy that you can re- like a replacement level guy. Like that doesn't happen. You are you are either the team that goes and gets the guy, or you're the team that's gutted and tries to play for like future and picks and all that stuff. And we don't see those kind of turnarounds happening when you tr- when you get rid of a, a franchise guy. We we don't say what. We don't see teams on the other side of trading away that franchise guy as teams that bounce back and and make big splashes and win. So I'm all about I'm all about what you're talking about with ego and culture, but like huh. also it's a business and they've got you know we've got to win too. Like don't don't you want the Packers to win or do you want them to just be the nice? I don't care. I want to win a Super Bowl. You're right. So I think Aaron Rodgers gives us the best shot to do that. Maybe this year. I think for his whole career, I mean, unless we were going to trade him for another guy, like maybe I like we talked about the Russell Wilson potential deal. Mm -hmm. Like if we could have turned him for Russell Wilson, sure. Okay. I can buy that. Like if you can do kind of what the Browns or the Browns, Mm -hmm. they pick up somebody like the Titans have done in the draft. Like I'm not saying that's going to work, but if you can show me that you're going to move to the guy, that's the heir apparent, like with that deal. Sure. I'm with that, but we don't see that. Like, I hear uh, that point of like preparing last, a little bit more of like an exit route on this. Yeah, like I don't, I, don't, I don't believe in Jordan Love. Like I'm not saying Jordan Love yeah. is the dude, and I have no suggestions to replace Kyler Murray. I'm just like, nope, this guy ain't it. But you're right. No, you're you're speaking some you're speaking truths here on this that I'm picking up. It's like, you know, maybe it's better to make sure you try to like facilitate this process instead of like leaving it up to chaos a little bit more. I'm down right. with that. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, I'm not, I'm still not giving up Kyler. Like I, he's a difference maker. I understand. I mean, which team? So eight of the last 10 Super Bowls have been by a franchise quarterback. You know, you could argue Nick Foles. And then the other one is Baltimore's who was Baltimore's uh, Joe Flacco. So those are the two that have won in the last 10 years. And so that's just, yeah, without a franchise quarterback, those are the teams that have won. And so, yeah, people can talk about, you know, defense. And Johnny was making this point about you can win with a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Kirk Cousins. Like, no, you can't. Like Eight out of ten times. No, you cannot. Uh, so, again, Kyler, this is you like have the greatest quarterback in that span. Take yeah. a bunch of the Super Bowl. So you can't really. Say- OK, so we can sit here and say that Rodgers does, should have more rings and compare him to Brady that way. But when I talk about how like you need a franchise quarterback, oh, that you're talking about Brady. Like you can't have it both ways. We have no, to be no, able to I- say that, like, you have to maximize your opportunity to win. And I believe and we can see it in the draft process. We can see it in the trade market that the best way to do that is with a franchise quarterback. You fill up more holes in your boat. When you have a guy like 
Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, you just fill up more holes. You can you can right. mask more holes when you have right. a franchise quarterback. Because a franchise quarterback could overcome a lot of holes. Uh, yes. I like the way that Colin Coward framed this one up is that it is a hard cap league, despite what the Rams do all the time. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. It is a hard cap league, which means no team is going to have every part of football covered. You're either going to have bad defense. You're going to have bad special teams. You're not going to have a good run game. You're going to have a, a crappy offensive line. Something is going to be incomplete, but a franchise quarterback covers all of that. You know, it's like you don't notice how bad your defense is because you score so many points. The differential is nice. You know, you don't have to worry about how bad your offensive line is because they got a really good release time on it. And you get to just cover up so many holes. And on the inverse, it's really tough. Yeah, we saw the Bears with Sexy Rexy make it to the Super Bowl. So you can do it where you have everything else is really good. And then you just hope you got a good enough game manager to get it done. But they don't. And even, Travi, you mentioned eight out of ten times it hasn't been a – Eight out of ten times it's been a franchise quarterback. So so 20% of the time it hasn't been. One out of five it's not. But I would say that j- the two guys you mentioned there in um, Flacco and Nick Foles, they were playing as good as franchise any franchise quarterback was at that moment in time. Like Nick Foles, big Nick Big Dick Nick was killing it and is right, Joe Flacco right. elite. They had some of the best runs in history. Right. And they got hot at the right time, which is why you still hear the narrative like if that team gets hot. You know, that's a dangerous team. And, like, yeah, okay. I mean, if we back it up, we could look at, like, let's see if we even go well, further. Well, I think that there. that's the other thing. So you have we're... Eli Manning in there and, like, so but franchise quarterback again. I'm trying to think, you, you know. Like, do we have any game manager type situations, like an Alex Smith type who comes in? Even guys yeah, that like, have been. Ronald like, mentioned I'm... Trent Dilford for the, Ra- the Ravens. Did it? It's going back. And you could even call. You could even call Eli again. Like Eli's going to make the Hall of Fame, and Eli had magical runs in those two Super Bowls, but was a game manager pretty much for the rest of his career. Like he didn't really have any MVP like seasons or. So I guess for me, it's just you know, yeah, you can. I don't know. I don't think you can consistently win. And I think it's like we're talking about. You, yes. Can a game manager win it? Yeah. Maybe like two times out of 10, if he gets hot at down the right stretch. Do I think that Jimmy Garoppolo could win? Whoa, whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Consistently win is definitely not what I'm saying. As far as having, do I think you can win? Well, yeah, Johnny, that's like Super saying Bowl you could win a Super Bowl with anyone though. That's, that's not my point. You know, I'm not saying no, that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't saying. win a Super Bowl. Of course he could win a Super Bowl. He could. What's more likely to happen though? That he's probably not going to win one. Right, but I'm saying I'm saying that you if you 2 if out of 10 thing, times is a lot? What what is going on here? 1 out of 5, 20%? 2 out of 10 times is a lot? No, it's not. <laughs> 8 out of 10 times, which is the opposite of that, is a lot. <laughs> What the, f- <laughs> Ron? Are you just trolling no, to he, troll now? Do you just like say things to just say them? No, he's been told that. It's like you know, like he probably got that. Like his his wife was probably like, "Yo, we've had." Do, sex if you're, ta- if you're talking about it, that's a lot. And, and Ron's dude. like, 
Oh, okay. I guess it is a lot. I, I mean, know, if you're like... talking about statistical anomalies, like I don't think 20% qualifies as an anomaly. That's something that's like kind of regular. It's a little bit like one every five not times. a lot. It's not a lot. And I think the point about how well those 20% of non-franchise quarterbacks were playing at the time is, is a clearer point on how important your quarterback really is to make a deep playoff run and to win it all there with this, with, with capping a Super Bowl off at the end. To me, I don't. I. I, I mean, if you're, if you're just Thank like, you, hey, Jay, it's not even half. <laughs> what are we doing here, dude? It's not even a quarter, is it? No, it's not. That's no, twenty-five. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, here's here's where I'm at, though. Like, no, don't empower if if... Ron. Don't enable Ron here. You get me? Okay, dude. <laughs> I can be. Uh... I can I can be the, the Ron's trans. We're going on two hours here. Ron's just <laughs> we are. Ron's pressing it here. What what are we? Where are you guys at here? We're in the fifteenth <laughs> round. We still have five more players. They're getting pretty slim pickings here, uh, which is oh shit. You know why? Um, oh, and Austin's on the clock. With oh, nice good pick there. Um, and so. It's getting really crazy here. I, like you, I can't just quickly glance down and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna pick up," you know, X, Y, or Z here. I gotta dig. Yeah, this one is so much different. Uh, drafting with twelve compared to drafting with six totally changes the landscape by by, by quite a lot. By quite a lot. <laughs> a little more than twenty. Not not as uh not as stacked, huh? This time. No, no dude. Not nearly as stacked. Brett Johnson just took Sammy Watkins. Not as stacked. Dude, Sammy. Sammy's going to be the alpha, dude. There Green Bay. Bay's new alpha. He's there it is. This year, hopefully. Just need to float me. Just float dude. me to next year. I think Sammy Watkins should be good, dude. Yeah. I think Sammy Watkins should be good. Also, the Michael Crabtree in Baltimore should have been good, too. <laughs> he also thought Brashad Perriman should have been good. He was good, man. Rashad Perriman was. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! So back to my question. In high on Barkley this year, I take him over Mixon as I said he looks like a man. Well, to be fair, Jersey J, you are a Giants fan, right? Also, I don't know if I would take him over Mixon. I think we've seen enough out of Mixon and that offense to be more excited about it. But I do not mind saying post hype you know, uh, bounce back for, for Saquon. Again. Saquon or, or uh, Antonio Gibson? Saquon. Yeah, I'd take Saquon. I just – are they going to give Gibson any receiving work, dude? And now with Brian Robinson, like, what are they telling us? Like, so what? what is Gibson between the 20s now? You know, put Robinson in at the goal line and have McKissick do the third down pass catching work? I'm so out on Gibson. It's so sad. I want him to be so good, but I just, I'm not in. I can't do it. Can't do it, coach. Can't coach him. None of it. I almost feel like Ron Rivera giving him so many touches on a broken shin last year was to try to make him look bad, almost within a like, like maybe. But he didn't or look like bad. to punish him. I mean, he wasn't great. He was. Not even Look he his was last game of he the was year. No, yeah, but he was number fifty in PFF rushing grade. Like he wasn't good. 
who's around him on there? I bet there's some names right around that name that we would say did, had a good had a good season. And Do you know that AJ Dillon was number three in PFF rushing grade? Number two. Surprise me. Behind Jonathan Taylor. So that's that's nice to see. Fuck me. Whoa, dude. I didn't mean to do I will not. Mills. I didn't mean to take Mills. I wanted somebody else, but my damn it. I want I don't want to I don't want to disrespect Jake. Mitch. Which... I wanted Mitch. <laughs> uh, I wanted Mitch Trubisky, but the time was running out and I couldn't find The guys ahead of him, Miles Gaskin, Chuba Hubbard, Devontae Booker, Jarek McKinnon, Rex Burkhead, Latavius Murray, CEH. Let's see. I got to go to the next. And who wait, who's this? Guys for? behind him, Alvin Kamara. Sony Michelle, Amir Abdullah, Alexander Madison, David Johnson. So that's about the range of guys. Mm, okay. For overall RB grade there. And that was for the year for Antonio yeah. Gibson? I mean, not bad on a broken shin. Like again, I know that's the thing. That's the out you guys keep giving yourselves about a shin. Oh, well, he was on a shin, you know. It was I mean, like, did he have a broken still, shin or not? I don't know. But does, do I care? <laughs> no. no. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, obviously, if he had a shin, that's admirable. Okay. Now you got to tell yeah. me he's got an injury issue. Does it have a re-injury risk? And again, they were so on tilt when McKissick left to Buffalo. They're like, no, 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 come back here. We've got to get you back here. And then they went and drafted a running back. Like I just, I know what they want to do here, and it's not make Antonio Gibson the feature back. Unfortunately, you could say all of the same things. You'd say Tennessee did all the same things to Derrick Henry. Did they we go? got Hilliard. We went and drafted a running back. Yeah, they let all those other running backs have walked. Haskins is the only. I don't think no, Hilliard's Hilliard, still. On. Hilliard is still there. Oh, is he? Yeah. But okay, so look, but they don't even want Derek Henry but, now. What are they no, doing? No, but that's different, man. That's so <laughs> that, totally different. That Hilliard didn't even really yeah. have that kind of role. Foreman was the guy. Foreman yeah. was the guy down the stretch. It wasn't Hilliard. So they let Foreman walk. So they got his they replacement. Draft... They just got his replacement. Yeah, they did. They, they said, did. They said you have a torn you had a torn Achilles and we can Are get we really having the argument of Gibson versus Henry right now? No, but I'm just talking about one the of these guys can actually can swing big dick. The other guy can't. Like Gibson I mean, is a one was an RB a top RB thirteen last year and one wasn't. Yeah. Catch me outside. How about that? How long did Derrick Henry stay the rushing leader after he was injured? Like, f- like three months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let's not let's not even entertain so, this. So, but, but were you like, able to take that rushing into those weeks? You weren't. Yeah, okay. Who cares? Again, dude. Ron you know who you could take those the rushing into that week? You guys are old, like old old here, Gibson Shin. Oh, Gibson Shin carried I, I you. Think, in, I think it's an points. interesting question. I'm taking Saquon though. Saquon's path to overall, like they're gonna use Saquon as the overall guy. I just Saquon reminds me so much of a few years ago with Derrick Henry. He was in the same situation where Derrick Henry was coming off an injury. Wasn't he didn't perform the greatest, which dropped his value all the way to the fourth round. And if you draft him in the fourth round that year, you most likely won your. That's year. why I'm in on Saquon this year because right. he's the cheapest he's that's ever just fucking been, dude. That's just what and I that's said why you. I'll be like, okay, I'll go take him now. We're ne- we've never got him like here. Right. Yeah. So, right. Like we're, we're not, we're looking at Saquon totally different. Yeah. Now. yeah. And that's good. Gibson. I'm like, uh, uh, Gibson has, he needs too much to break his way in my opinion for him to be at Saquon level. If there, if all things are no injuries, he needs too much to break. Yeah, if it way. goes this way that you're suggesting for Antonio Gibson, I'm going to be talking about him for so many years. I'm just going to be like that guy. He's going to be like my new Prashad Perriman. Bro. And he's like that, right? Isn't he intoxicating to like try and talk about and because 
I, I still think about the butterflies I got when late in the process, it was him and Robinson who got this late post hype toward in, at the end of the process. They were like, Oh my God, they really like this Gibson guy. He's a converted wide receiver. They think he could be in CMC. He comes out, he does this. I got him his rookie year. He was, we, we liked it. They didn't give him any passing work because they were trying to convert him over. And then last year, it's just like I just saw too much. Obviously, the shin and then in, in the free agency and the draft, they were honest with us. They they showed us what they want to do. Now, could he rise above it? Sure. Maybe it's a competitive thing, and he, he rises above, and he, he gives them no reason on a strong shin to take him off the field. But we're, trust, we're trusting rational stuff with the Washington commanders. Like that's the name they chose. These are the people we're trusting. Yeah, they're commanding uh, that respect. Yeah, that you that you're not. No, they're not. No, they're commanding <laughs> they're... Gibson to go to the bench when they bring in Robinson at the goal line, and they're commanding him to get off the field when they have McKissick on third down. They're commanding so. a lot of scrutiny and concern. Well, well, what's wild about Robinson actually is the fact that everyone plays up the fact that he's a good pass catcher. And so that's like that's what's interesting is if they. I think are you're playing it to... up because you just took him in no. Dynasty. I'll tell you what's interesting: Pizza Belly in the house. Yay, Pizza Belly! That logo. What's up, dudes? I'm just I I'm just letting you going? know what I'm being what I'm reading after doing research because I yes I have Gibson I had to take Robinson for my Dynasty to sure that up because. You have Ron Rivera out here fucking screaming nonsense every single year, and you don't know what the hell. <laughs> so I gotta like take the. I have to take the risk. I'm there. telling so, you, dude. Ron Rivera, Jerry Jones. Fan, uh, we do like some sort of. Uh, yeah, Ron Rivera oh, and Jerry dude. Jones. Uh, what is it called? It's reality um, show. Reality TV. Bro, it's. I am tired. I gotta tell you that it, it's been a long day, and I didn't Johnny's- even get to get in on this draft. No, you didn't even have the chance or the ability to win 60, 60 whole dollars. Actually, I don't know. What is the number one prize here? What do you get? Yes, yeah, 55 bucks, something like 55 that. 55 bucks, something like that. Probably. It's probably not going to be my stack team. <laughs> we'll see. I'm on with this. you, though. Like, John, Austin, I don't want it to get twisted here. I like Gibson a lot. I want Gibson to be a thing. Like I, like I said, I drafted him and told him in our rookie year, I would love for them to trust him as the all around back. I just, I don't want to get, I don't want to get locked into like my love for the guy and then draft him and be out on him. Dude, Gibson, I think is one of the few dudes who's going to fall in ADP as the season gets closer and closer. And until we see some preseason action, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep holding out. I think that the concerns around Gibson I think a lot of them are smoke. And I just think he is so far the best running back that's over there. And I saw Ron Rivera give him so much work that unless he was trying to make him look bad, which he failed to do, I think, I don't know how Antonio Gibson comes out of that. It doesn't like earn some added respect from the coaching staff and some excitement from the play caller. I don't know. Do you know who was a better graded uh, rusher than McKissick? Yeah. Who didn't have a shin injury? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't even supposed to play half the year. Okay, this is the Baker Mayfield argument too, man. Oh, don't you bring a Baker Mayfield into this. Oh, well, he played hurt. Oh, well, now he's making dumb decisions. Was it? Yeah, clearly. Does he have a team right now? Yeah. I think the Baker side was dumb. I couldn't say the same thing for Antonio Gibson. 
because I don't think he could have. I think he would have been in a worse position if he didn't play. I would agree with that. Running backs are different. Yeah. They want you to play hurt. I get it. So speaking of hurt, let's see here. Johnny, I think the number one, I because I can see the whole thing. The number one projected oh. team out of this is Drew K. Lou with 2,944 points. Drew K. The lowest projected points is. Oh, and look who Drew K. has on his team. Our guy, Mac Jones. No, he's not my guy. He isn't so far not my guy. But you see they, they drafted a QB too. Yeah, they did. Like in the New England? Yeah. yeah. I'm not worried about it. Of course, they don't have any backup right now. Yeah, they don't have a starter. A lot either. of positions. Oh, unreal. Here we go. So All we've got right. the highest projected points there coming from Drew K. Lou. The lowest projected points. I think it's draft hustle. Two, five, four, five. Oh, yeah. Close projections up and down the board, though. A lot of parity. Yeah. Nobody lower than twenty five, no one higher than twenty nine. So we're pretty we're pretty tight. Twenty nine. Draft five. hustle has Kyler, Tua, Swift, Elliott, Harris, Gainwell, Hines. It's a pretty Pretty right. freaking naughty. Pretty freaking naughty. All right. Well, there we have it. We did it. There we did. Whisper Nation, we did it with you, and it has been a fun couple of hours getting to mock draft over on Sleeper and then best ball draft over on Underdog. We're going to be doing this again next week, and then the week after that, and the week after that, and the week after that, and the week after that. I'm just going to well, keep doing this. The, this is the time that Johnny needs to do a drop, but he's, he's <laughs> come oh, on, wow. man. Okay. Mesmerized. Okay. I don't know what kind of drop you want. Wow, that should have been used so many more times after all my good jokes. <laughs> after all my good jokes. Uh, appreciate everybody in here. We'll Jersey. Just we'll just play this out, dude. Jersey J, Scott, game. Ronald, Pizza Belly. Love you guys all so much. Mike Herrick coming in there. Calvin. Uh, Man, it's been fun just doing all this shit with all of you guys, as it always is. Big Travi, any final words here for the gang? Uh, no, I'm just excited for this to keep rocking and rolling, man. Like we said, we've got everything down the pipeline. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel because we've got pretty good. shows Monday, Monday and Thursday. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, just keep, keep rocking with us. Thursday, I think, guys, we're doing the second round of a Dynasty rookie draft. So that'll be fun to go through. Uh... And now that we've got the music back on, I don't know what else to say. But now we've got that we're going to do our dynasty draft, or excuse me, the second round of our rookie startup yeah. on Thursday. We did first round last week, and that's actually got some really good content replay wise, Whisper Nation. So if you haven't yes. checked out last week, what we did was go through the first round of rookie drafts. So only rookies, this is for established dynasty leagues, and did a consensus between Travis, Johnny, and myself who we took at one, two, three, four. Or five and we needed to get a majority vote between us to go with a pick sorry drake london you fell behind uh Traylon burks for us with johnny's chagrin but it's a good piece of content check it out and this thursday we're going to run the second round for those rookie dynasty drafts for established leagues so a little bit different than what we did today but like and subscribe catch you there on thursday uh anything else boys anything you'd like to close down with NBA playoffs, catch some, catch some basketball. That's there we go. Good. Looking forward to it. Go Suns. On behalf of Johnny Game Time Hicks, that's Big Travi. I'm Austin Sear with the Fanny Whispers. We're out of here. Peace. Right here.
Hey, you like mock drafting? So do we. Check out one of our previous mocks in the videos here and like and subscribe to catch next week's mock draft coming your way.